Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. There was no last week because... Uh, double sorry. We didn't prepare for a New Year's Day episode. I was very sick. That and we just, I mean, we could blame it on you being sick. We just didn't plan it. I think we should because it's not a lie. I was <laughs> deathly ill. So, you know, we, we made it a point to give you a uh, Christmas special. And I really hope somebody listened on Christmas. I actually did get a text today. Someone did listen to the oh, Christmas special. On Christmas? Today. Oh, okay. That's all you can ask. No one's going <laughs> to listen to that on Christmas. I know, but I want to know if anybody did. If they did, reach out. I think the closest would probably At least lie. Yeah. The closest would probably be Matt in Perth because he listens on Wednesdays. And Australians don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Do they? I, they do. It's oh. a warm Christmas. Mm. But he listens on Wednesdays because of the time change. What do they call Santa Claus in Australia? Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sanny? Santa. Santa. Whatever, you know, it's got to be something, uh, it's got to be something uh, whimsical. Tim Tams for everyone. It's got, I was going to say, it's got to be something whimsical like like Tim Tam. Or, <laughs> what or was the cookies we had in Anzac. No, no, no. The ones that we Gaiety. said. No, not the actual name. It was like we said that they were probably pronouncing it weird. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. Oh, oh, it was the, it was the crackers, the shapes. Yeah, shapies. Shapies. Yeah. yeah. Whatever they call Santa Everything in Australia, call, it's yeah. got to be something whimsical with a rhyme. Shappy. Or, Good old Shappy Claus. Or some, alliter- or some alliteration. Old Saint Nick. Yeah, Saint Nick. Yeah. Saint Knockers. Saint Knockers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know, but I know that Matt listens on Wednesday, so he might be the closest. He might be the closest. To actual Christmas Day, mm-hmm. assuming the man went right back to work after Christmas. Of course he did. It's M&P. This yeah. guy was on the road. So, and if anybody was really missing it on New Year's Day, might have Well, I did get, I, I did get some texts, uh, people looking for it, and I just didn't respond. So what they inevitably, <laughs> inevitably did was, I'm getting a... They, they just said they started going back and listening to old ones that they hadn't listened to before. Because we got some listeners yeah. that are with us from, like, 30 on. Yeah. And we've got some that have completely caught up. And we've got some that had never... They're just now getting started. So that yeah. when they didn't get their new one, they're jumping back to... I, I got a text about... Someone said 18. I was like, of course you're texting me about 18. What's 18? That was a big one. It was the... Um, I don't remember. See, we don't remember, but... We're when we, 44. Yeah, I, I know, but 18 at the time was a big deal for us. It was one of our funnier episodes. Yeah, well, that's what I, I tell everybody, and this is the intro, so you're hearing this early. If you're a newcomer, you got to go back to the beginning. There's shit, there's shit that we reference going all the way back to, like, episode four. Yeah, and also so dated already. Well, not yeah, even a year on. It's just that we, yeah, like, if we if we opened up now, we're like, all right, who's ready for Sopranos Volume Two, yeah. Season Two? They'd be like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's just like when you bring up characters like like kills many bear. Oh, like God. you got to listen to the episode to understand. Like, if somebody started listening a year from now and we're doing Terry Funk jokes, they're not going to know the origin. <laughs> watched Roadhouse last night. <laughs> so good. I watched it on HBO, unedited. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I heard you got balls big enough to come in a dump truck, but you don't look like much to me. Opinions vary. <laughs> I was just taking my break. Stay on it. <laughs> I, lo- I looked up Terry Funk Roadhouse lines, and that's the only one I left out. I heard you had balls big enough to yeah. come in a dumpster. <laughs> uh, Show me shit I, n- I got on the Christmas one, and then uh, uh, you're you a dead man. Show me shit. So far, you ain't shown me shit. Terry Funk. But the one I forgot about was, you know, I heard you got balls big enough to come in a dump truck, but you don't look like much to me. I know we're doing the intro. Speaking of Terry Funk. 
RIP to Mean Gene. Yeah, I was going to. Mean Gene Oakland kicked the bucket the other day. And I'm not going to say I got teary-eyed, but it was certainly a bit of childhood saying, damn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was a tough day for 76-year-olds when he died because he died, then Captain and from Captain and Tennille died at right. 76, and then the Funkhauser from always, or not always, from uh, Who, Curb, ironically from enough, in this conversation, sounded a lot like Terry Funk. He did. You know, his brother was Albert Brooks? Yeah. Who changed his name because his name would have be been Albert, Albert Einstein? Yeah, nobody did, would, I, I didn't know that. I knew that, yeah. Albert Brooks and, and Super Dave were brothers. Yeah, because his name is Bob. Einstein. No, he was... Yeah, Bob Einstein. Bob Einstein, and he was... He was known as Super Dave Funkhau- Osborne. Funkhauser on Marty Funkhauser Marty, on, that's on right. Curb Your Enthusiasm, but most known as Super Dave Osborne. But he did really sound like Terry Funk now that I think about it. <laughs> he sounded just like, actually, Marty Funkhauser. <laughs> a, bit, a bit more like this. He was a little bit more exasperated than, than Terry Funk. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But yeah, I say to all new listeners, when if, you know, I, my dad has said, like, you should do a best of. Like, you have any idea how long it would take to comb through episodes and pluck out 10 minutes and splice them together? He's not wrong, though. He's, we, I mean, I could do it if I had the time. I just don't have the time. Yeah. And it would take a long time. But I w- would encourage you, if we miss a week, like we did on New Year's Day, go back in time, listen to old ones. Yeah. I was really happy to hear... Uh, my friend, uh, our my and Kristen's really good friend who lived with us when she was a tattoo apprentice, she and her boyfriend had like a three-hour road trip, and she was like, we decided to start listening to your podcast because we kind of put it off, and she's like, it's fucking hilarious. I'm like, awesome. She started one? I don't know where she started. She might have started on the Christmas one. That's what I am feared. Somebody that I do want to listen. Yeah. You know, we've had this discussion where someone's like, hey, what's your podcast? I'm like, I don't have a podcast. <laughs> what? You said you had a podcast? No, no, we, yeah. we don't have that. That's not me. Yeah. But there's plenty of people like, hey, what's your podcast? I'm like, I tell them because I'm dying to hear what they have to say. Yeah. But I'm like, what if they start on one of the duds? There's not been many, but yeah. there has been some duds. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, if they start out of, there. Out of 44, I'd, I'd say there's probably four or five that's yeah. worth skipping. I don't know if it's that high. I put it at three. There's three solid duds. Mm-hmm. But even those are not, there's something in there. The ones that we always thought were duds. I think anytime we feel bad. like we're having a dud, we should just segue right into Randy Newman. <laughs> Because everybody I've ever talked to loves yeah. the Randy Newman. Randy Newman or uh, Terry Funk or jerking off in a bush before you die in the city. I don't want Blumpkin and Cagle to go away because of seasonality. Yeah, no, they can they can, they can I mean, stay around. I mean, I really think St. Patrick's Day is coming segmentally, up. Segmentally, Kills Mini Bear should still be a part of every episode. I don't know how that would work. Ha 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 ha. I hate Kills Mini Bear. Why? (laughs) Because I go out and I reap all the grain and I get no Indian pussy. Kills Mini Bear comes home with tin buffalo and fucks girls all night long. I've been over here jerking off in my teepee while Kills Mini Bear's out there just just bringing in, just pulling tail, literally. His tent has a line longer than the unemployment line. All the girls. But kills many bears. My dick's part. not red because I'm an Indian. My dick's red because I jerk off too much. Where did they? Where did they jerk off? 
Seriously. We've got we've I, talked I know, about it. I know, I know. But where did I let's come back to that next episode. Because I need to know. Where like, we have imminent amount unknown space where we, we can go. Maybe we take the show on the road and we go to like a, a like the Cherokee reservation yeah. and interview style like, excuse me, sir, uh just historically speaking. Yeah, because that won't be racist. <laughs> that that won't that will fly. Where'd your ancestors masturbate? Well, <laughs> most of the time right in front of us. <laughs> They would sometimes say, look away. But if there had been fire water, they would say, stare into me eyes. <laughs> let, let, the boy let the boy watch. watch. <laughs> let, let the boy watch. Let him learn, as Kills Mini Bear learned. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, on Sorry. that note. Took the intro down a very dark path. Anyway, yeah, if you're new, in between episodes, listen to old ones. There's, yeah. there's treasures there are some there are treasures, treasures sprinkled in. in there. Uh, enjoy episode 44. Happy New Year. Four, 45 coming up. We should do a 45 up. episode entirely directed entirely towards someone we've never talked about. The 45th president of the United States. <laughs> we have not addressed this yet. We could watch his documentary on Netflix. What are you talking about? The, the thir- uh, Dirty Money? Yeah, the 30. It's on a, I know it's short, but we could watch it. Let's do it. Ugh. Get ready, everybody. Just kidding. We won't well, do that. and we have to. It's getting closer. We have to. If we're going to do something, we have to start talking about our 52nd episode. When, which when we'll is mark the one year anniversary? It's coming I up. I haven't looked ahead. I think February, February ish, most Ugh, likely. Jesus. So we got to do something. I got M in Perth, M and P over here. Yeah, I don't that know would if, be funny. I don't know. Talk about a live, a live guest. But we gotta, we gotta. We're we're Anthony less than ten Brown. episodes. Who we're, knows where he's at? We're now eight episodes away from that mark. Mm. So it's it's imminent. We'll probably end up doing nothing at this point. We've dropped the ball on every plan we've ever made. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, enjoy this episode. Welcome back. We're gonna happy 2019. We're gonna everybody. have a good year. We're gonna keep doing this nonsense. <laughs> Please continue to rate, review, subscribe, share, all on. Do iTunes. all the things you haven't done yet. Yeah, we need to grow the audience. Yeah. It's you know we could make so much better content if we had you know money coming in. Yeah, we need two mics like you discussed. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. I was talking about that when I had money. Yeah. And now that I don't. Well, when you asked me about it, I didn't have any money. And I said, let's look at it later. And you're like, it's only this. And I was like, yeah. mm. And now you're like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, what's unfortunate is the mics that I want, it's the same brand, same technology, would work the same way. We would just be able to get them close for better sound quality, mm-hmm. especially in this room. Sure. They're normally $200 a piece. They were on sale or something? Which just sounds pathetic as two men in their 30s. Like, how do two men in their 30s not have $1,000 between them? It sounds like D. That's, that's what yeah. it's from. But, yeah, so it would normally have been a $400 investment, but all through December on Amazon, they were 150 It's like, fuck. We could save a hundred. The truth is, of course, I could fucking pay for that. I could, too. I'm not too. that destitute, I'm just, but I'm just, I look at it like, that's, um, it's the kind of thing bills. where, yeah, it's like, I don't know if I want to part with that. And it's one of those things where you look at that and Do you're I like, cancel? nah, but then you'll be like, ooh, let's go get wings for dinner and you'll spend $90 on a dinner tab. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't even think about that twice. Yeah. We went to a place in Manhattan Beach, did the same thing. Yeah. $120 later. Yeah. Anyways. All right, episode 44 has been fun. Enjoy it. We talk about Polly Shore. Um, and that's it. That's it. Enjoy your Polly Shore for two hours. It's clearly a joke. Please don't, please don't tune out now. See you next week. Holla!
it was bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> First show of the year. I apologize for the weird noise here. I'm checking this thing. This is, we, could, we could cut all that out, but why? I'll just oh, leave it. It is recording. It is recording. And we're starting the year off strong. I know we said we were going to do House Guest. It doesn't seem to be available on Netflix. It might be on Amazon Prime, but we're not set up for that. We're going to start so with Polly Shore. We're doing the next best thing with a Polly Shore movie mm. in the Army now. Not even his best work. Not his best one. I would say... Encino Man. Encino Man or Son-in-Law. I like Son-in-Law. Mm, Son-in-Law's good. Son-in-Law's I'm not, funny. I'm not here to hate on Son-in-Law. I'm just... Yeah. It's not his best work. It's not... I think... Encino Man. Encino Man's great. It's not even close. Yeah. Encino Man's great. <laughs> the ride in the vapor You know, reverse. honestly, though, Jury Duty could stand up the test of time. That was a... That was a good flick. I think Jury Duty came after this one because he cut his hair... On screen, no less, for this movie. That's true. But Jury Duty is an underrated film. Even, I mean, not even underrated Polly Shore film, <laughs> just an underrated film. Because it came, it was on that press. It was right during the OJ trial. Sure. It just tied everything. And doesn't in. it have Wayne's Wayne's World's girlfriend? Isn't she the main, the main woman in it? Tell me, uh, Tia Flynn, Flynn Boyle. No. Laura? Oh, Tia Carrera. Yeah, isn't oh, she from in, Wayne's World? Isn't yes. she in Jury Duty? Yes, she is. In, okay. She is one of the lawyers. So you've got Encino Man. Yeah. You've got In the Army now. Mm-hmm. With you've, Andy Dick, no less. Yeah, and uh, what's her face that plays Tank Girl? I can't think of her name. Mm, from from Free Willy. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, you've got Son-in-Law, and then we haven't mentioned Biodome. We have. <laughs> And in fact, we've talked about Biodome several times. I tried to get Leah to watch Biodome, and it lasted. It's it's no one. I, I think we got three minutes into Biodome, and she's like, "I think I'm gonna go to bed." Biodome is kind of like John Leguizamo's movie, The Pest. If oh you, if, no! If no. you didn't see it at twelve. You're going to hate it at 30. I, I don't think that's... The past was awful. Biodome <laughs> is awful, too. But it stands It stands up. I've seen Biodome. Sure. But I, I can think of a handful of people. I think even Brian liked the past because he was, like, nine. That says a lot about Brian. <laughs> the fact checker Hickman, yeah. I, I'm a little bit surprised that he liked the past, if I'm being honest. I think he liked the past. Yeah. I remember I've seen the whole film, the past. It's, it's not a foreign... It's not foreign to me. And Do you think the past awful. was his worst role? Because I would argue that Spawn, Spawn was definitely was the what worst. He was, well, Spawn, that movie in general is dog what, shit. What's, what's frustrating about Spawn it, is how good it could have been. Well, no, it, so listen to me. Spawn could be like, great now. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Spawn deserved to be made now. Where I, like the same thing with that most recent one that flopped hard as fuck, Venom. Venom. Yeah, I was surprised. I, to and see. Leah doesn't understand. She when I saw the the previews for Venom, mm-hmm. I was so excited. I was like, they're making Venom because I never got into the comic book thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bought a few. I was like an X Men guy, Wolverine guy, but Spawn was pretty cool. Yeah. Like you, you could read those comics and be pretty excited. Same thing with Venom. With, and, and Venom was always my favorite comic book character. If there were ever, if I ever had a favorite, I loved sure. Venom. Sure. And then you get excited when you see those uh, Venoms coming out, and then it just fucking... It was just terrible. Well, Which is and, weird, because Tom made, Hardy is so good. And I mean... But the same thing with, with Spawn. It was like, it's just a great movie that would have been made 20 years later, but because it was made with John Leguizamo <laughs> and some random black dude... that I think that's his only film No, credit. actually, I think he... I think, wasn't that the same dude... That was in the dark, uh, 
the Dark Knight, the black dude, the black gangster that the Joker kills, Keith Ledger. Wasn't that the same dude? I don't know. Uh, I can't even picture him without his spawn face scars. Anyways, I don't. I, I, it's hard to even. Picture I, I him. feel. I'm, I'm going to look it up while, you, while you're. You can look it up. Don't forget, we have the handy dandy full size computer now here too. We can um, always reference. Yeah, well, it's you know you gotta watch got Polly Shore sell TVs too. She's been in other things. She's hot. She was in Summer School, the movie with uh, oh, Mark, is Mark, it Mark Hamill. Summer? Mark Summers. Mark Mark, Mark Hamill. No, <laughs> that's Luke Skywalker. Mark Summers was the former quarterback in UCLA. I was thinking about Mark Summers and that movie today in the sense that everybody. I don't know what brought this to mind. Yep, he played Gamble in okay. The Dark Knight. He was the guy. So he's done two movies. Yeah, but I bet he would probably tell you that was his better role. Actually, I think I think he might have been in one of the Mortal Kombat's. Now that I've seen him again. Mortal Kombat. No, but like you need somebody. You need somebody like a, a Chris Nolan to be like, I'm gonna make a Spawn movie. I'm gonna get weird with it, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do it well. There's only well, you have to get weird with it. Actually, I would say. Guillermo del, to- del-, oh, yeah, del Toro be great. would be yeah. excellent at yeah. a Spawn film. Yeah, it, and I said that right, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah, I said. Well, <laughs> and the th- I think I, I mean not to shit on the guy, but nobody knew who the fuck that was when they made that sp- the Spawn movie. Like, if you're gonna make a film like that, you need to have a lead. They thought John Leguizamo would be enough. <laughs> He'll save it. <laughs> He'll be an irritating clown. Yeah, that turns into a demon at some point. He'll, he'll, you know, John Leguizamo, he's the big name of the movie. But like case in point, like Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, those are awesome. Whoever made those could do a spot. I'll watch properly. Deadpool 2 on the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, funny story, actually. I started Deadpool on the way out to L.A., and within 15 minutes I turned it off because I was like, God bless, they just took this... This kind of sarcastic yeah. Wade Wilson asshole. Yeah, they turned it up. They turned it up, and the thing about turning it up is it was already too much <laughs> in one. It was too much, but just just enough that made you love Deadpool. Within the first 15 minutes, I turned it off. So, and Lee was like, you don't want to watch it? I was like, it's just felt ridiculous. Yeah. So, on the way home, I was like, all right. Try again. Let's try this again. And I watched it. I watched the whole film, and I was like, okay, it got better. <laughs> but I definitely don't want to see a Deadpool 3. Like, I, And I know they're going to. Yeah, they they're will. They're going to because it's going to make money. But they need to figure out a way to make Wade Wilson, I don't know, come step back a bit. Like, it doesn't. you don't need that kind of Deadpool sarcasm the entire yeah. film. Like, yeah, no, you need I, to have, like, a 30-minute stretch where Deadpool is just, like, Deadpool, not fucking cracking jokes <laughs> while he's. I've thought of that like just personally before. Like I should, I should tone down the sarcasm when I'm around my in-laws. <laughs> like That's I fair. go, like I go too hard sometimes. Like we get together and we're laughing and we're having fun, and sometimes I think like you don't, you don't have to crack wise every time someone addresses you. Like my mother-in-law told me and my brother-in-law Drew just kind of passively like how much she appreciates us and loves us as her son-in-laws and loves how good we are to her daughters. And rather than just saying thank you, I was like, well, I mean, I treat her like shit when we're at home. (laughs) (laughs) Which I would laugh at. I know. Well, and even she did. Everyone laughed. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm... I mean, I'm, this is all a show for when we're here in your home. I'm a complete piece of shit when when you're not around. But I don't think that's 
uncommon. No, but I just occurred to me. You're in a situation where you're not exactly comfortable. So yeah, your comfortability <laughs> is based on what it just occurred you are. In like, that day, I was like, you know, sometimes you could just say thanks and hug somebody instead of being like, well, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, but why be boring? But, but it's it's not true to me. That's for sure. It's not my nature. Listen, the same thing happens with my in-laws. Yeah. Like, I honestly feel it. Well, my it's a different scenario with me because my father-in-law is this, like, fun-loving, like, happy dude. Like when he comes into town, especially if it's just him, it's like yeah. it's his it's his space to get away. It's his vacation. He can he knows I'll have vodka in the fridge, and he knows that this is like his. He's got uh, you know x amount of time that he can get drunk without judgment mm. from his wife. Okay, so he has a good time. Yeah. But when they're here together, it's like you know she's a real succubus. She's a very nice lady, but she's what we call a fun sucker. She's not like someone that is. You know, advantageous. Uh, Leah's mom, please subscribe. Don't, uh, don't subscribe. <laughs> no, you're, I mean, you're what you're t- describing. What I'm saying is, is with, similar to, to with my them. Animals. I don't hold. I don't, it's like to quote a whole Kogan film that we've discussed. It's no holds barred mm-hmm. because if I don't crack wise, if I don't be sarcastic, yeah, I I, I won't live. Well, like, yeah, part it, of me is dies. A, it is a defense mechanism if you're maybe tense or uncomfortable. And that's what happens yeah. when they are even as a unit. You, yeah, even when you like them both. Yeah, and I do sort of. <laughs> I just like it. Like I, if I don't, if I if I tried to placate or be someone I'm not when I'm when they're around, like it just wouldn't work. It yeah. just wouldn't work. It would be a yeah. No, I mean I've very I have, stale environment. I have said before that my father-in-law's personality is a bit different when it's just you and him versus the whole family unit. He kind of gets quiet when everyone's <laughs> around. Not just my mother-in-law, but when everyone's around, he kind of goes in. But, like, if if he asks me to meet him at Taco Mac for the Falcons game, for some wings and some beers, he he cracks wise a little bit more. He, I can make him laugh. I've made him laugh hard before, but he holds it back when other people are around. Mm. It's almost like, I'm not going to laugh at your poop humor. I'm the I'm the patriarch of this household. Mm. But if it's just me and him at Taco Mac and I make a shit joke, and it's a good one, because they, they're not all good ones. Uh, no shit. Not, not every shit joke can be a, a fucking home run hitter. I can particularly make him laugh if it's a jab aimed at one of his siblings, like a... Like a, a, a fun jab or if it's you know uh, making fun of somebody in the immediate circle sure and it just lands well but uh, yeah no, you, you almost have to I find kind of be sarcastic and witty almost as a defense mechanism there's only so much you can do with a few beers and a buzz to try and feel comfortable when you're at your in-laws house well, Pete, Pete Holmes has a great joke. I think I haven't seen his new stand-up set yet, but he was talking about it on Conan. And he's like, "What? What the fuck am I supposed to do? Just hang out with my father-in-law? <laughs> like we're just friends? Like we're just gonna hang out and be like, I eat your daughter's pussy?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I can't hang out with my father-in-law. I fu- I fuck your daughter. I mm. fuck her a lot. Right, pass me the ketchup." Oh yeah. <laughs> and we do. And we do. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, this is a hard scene for me now, mm. in, in the Army now, which is what we're watching. 
Why are you gonna cut your hair soon? No, but just imagining like the time it's taken to get these golden locks, and then mm-hmm. within two two seconds they could be gone if I join the army. I know. I said before we turn the record on. If if we don't continue podcasting, we need to. I said Soundgarden, but we need to just start a a '90s grunge cover band. We probably should. I mean, if I keep letting my beard go and let my hair get even longer, I will look like the Soundgarden guitar player. His name escapes me right now. I think he's Cornell. Oh, that was no a- the guitar player. He's He's the chubbier guy. I think mm-hmm. he's uh, probably Arabic or something because he's he's got darker skin. But like every time you see a photo of me, he just he's just huge beard and oh, thick black hair. Sidebar: I was at the gym today. <clears throat> Retarded laughing grunting man was there. Oh, good. And then full voice. <laughs> just, yeah, he just didn't happen to be naked this time. <laughs> and I wasn't naked. Well, that's good. But it's still so awkward sure. when you're coming out of the shower wrapped in towels and he. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what is? Okay, I know what's wrong with you, but Jesus. It's odd that he's there exercising. I've never seen him exercise. I've never seen him exercise. The guy literally might does just he, come for showers. He, does he work there? or like? Because I'm not going to take anything away from someone in the you know mentally handicapped community, but I, just, I have a hard time imagining someone who's maybe really struggling with mental, their mental faculties going, I need to join a gym and get in better shape. <laughs> Like, I just don't picture that. I'm, I'm picturing more of a... I like donuts. And that's about the end of it. I'm not going to take a bath, Gilbert. I'm not going to take a bath, Gilbert. Except for this guy is clearly taking... Like, that's it. I'm going to take a bath, Gilbert. I'm going to take lots of bath, Gilbert. So does this guy exercise? No, he literally has a membership for the group shower. What the funny thing is, when I, when I join, they give you a tour of this fucking monstrosity of a place. And one of these guys was like, well, there are a few of our members that we call just executive members. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, well, they're like the high-end types, big money guys. They join the club, they pay the fee, but honestly, we never see them work out. They just come in, they go into the sauna, they go into the steam room, they take a shower, and they go home. (laughs) Which was kind of weird, by the way, because today, you know, you've heard me talk about the club. Yeah. A lot of penises Mm -hmm. and retarded people, uh, (laughs) clearly. Or one. There's two, but the one only there's the one that grunts and does the weird shit. Yeah. But I was in there today, and I, I, uh, you know, I've been feeling kind of poorly. Got my voice back today. I mean, as it's still recovering, but I got my voice back today. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go into. I, I don't do this, but I, I was like, I'm gonna go into the sauna, and I'm gonna go into the steam room. I'm gonna spend 15 in the sauna, pour the water on the rock, steam, get you know, steam this out, whatever mm. this is. And then I'll go into the steam room, which they, like, treat with all kinds of essential oils. I can smell it, like Mm. lavender and all the things that clear you out. Mm. Hibiscus and menthol. You mean, you can smell it in the steam room. So I go in after the sauna. No one's in there, which is, I'm very grateful. I went early. Because I try to go early, because I don't want to sit in that fucking thing with a bunch (laughs) of naked dudes, right? Have a schwitz. Have a schwitz. So I go into the sauna, have a nice time by myself, go into the steam room. I'm in there 10 minutes by myself, about to walk out. A guy walks in. Let's put him at 300 pounds. Don't know what he's doing at the gym. Okay? Yeah. You know, you see a lot of the same people when you go day to day. Never seen this guy. And I'm thinking the reason is because he is not working out. This fat man comes in, puts his big old fucking sweaty fat balls into the hot tub. I watched him get in the hot tub thinking that would be it. (laughs) Butt naked into the hot tub, which is the reason I don't use it. We've discussed this. Yeah, I just don't get it. And then he fucking meanders his fat ass into the (laughs) fucking steam room while I'm there. And he just walks in, fucking pecker, just... And the thing was... He had a boner? No, but here's the thing. 
A lot of these guys, a lot of the guys that walk around butt naked, to be fair, are, are you know, showers. I don't know if they're trying to show. Dude hangs dong. They, they hang dong. They feel good about it, right? They yeah. feel like, I'm just going to hang dong because I don't give a fuck. And if they see it, let them be intimidated. Whatever. Yeah. This dude was not hanging dong. <laughs> this was a 300-pound man. Yeah. And let's just hope he's a shower. <laughs> because otherwise, I... I don't. I mean, maybe he's got a lot of money. You mean a grower? That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry, a grower. Yeah. But he just walks in. and I was like, that is an extremely tiny penis on a very large man. But the fact that I can see it is kind of amazing because <laughs> the gut was but barely there, there. But is there not like a billing ball at the fair kind of moment where you go, I'm doing all right. I felt better about myself. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time in the gym where I was like, okay, all right. Okay, uh, right. one, I'm not 300 pounds, Yeah. right? I'm a solid 212. <laughs> Winning there. Winning there. Yeah. And I, I, that is a just a not a great penis to be just walking around in here. Yeah. And he so he comes in, so I'm still in there. What does balls look like? I didn't, look, there's some things you just try to avoid. <laughs> when I saw the penis, that was enough. I turned away. But he I'm, comes in there and he sets up his towels. I'm just picturing, despite all the warmth, I'm just picturing like and keep in mind, the kind where they're close to the body, so they're barely sure. even there. Yeah. Just Keep in mind, this is after dick. after special needs guy has already grunted and laughed a few times, so I had already retreated. Mm. Right, so now I'm in the steam... Ten minutes, about to come out. This guy walks in, and he comes in, he places his towels down, sits on the top, like the top row. There's multi-layers in this mm. place. Like, sits on the top row like and literally just spreads out. Not like it was like subtle. It was like he sits down and spreads out, spreads his legs, mm. and then just goes like, <laughs> Like, you, I know you saw me. Yeah. There's no reason. There's no reason for that. Like, I'm relaxed, too. But you don't hear me in here going, Maybe he was presenting. Maybe he was... I'm starting to believe that this is becoming a very... And it's a nice club. I'm not going to drop the name. And we pay a lot of money to to have these... Anybody tapping their toes in the bathroom stalls or anything? I I haven't seen a glory hole. There's no pineapples (laughs) about. I haven't seen anything. I'm just saying, like, just just his... What is the pineapple thing? Oh, well, that's the thing. Well, it's more for swingers. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. There there were swingers in a neighborhood near my parents when I was in high school. Pineapples are like the indicator, right? That's the indicator. But no, it was just the way he sat down and spread his just grotesquely fat self out and just... Mm. A lot of body hair on his back? Yeah, dude. No, 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 no. This was monkey hair. I think smooth would... This guy was a simian creature. Like, if he went naked Mm -hmm. into the mountains of, of the Congo and encountered a band of mountain gorillas... He stands a good chance of making the tri- of making the group. <laughs> I think smooth. He's would be Jane worse. Goodall. I think smooth would be worse. Yeah, for fat man. I yeah, like, I agree. For what you're just like, picture John Panette, the comedian. Yeah, he's yeah, kind of smooth. He's very smooth. Yeah, is he dead? He died. Yeah. Well, they do. I heard, <laughs> I heard some stand up, and he was talking about. You know, I've heard a lot of John Panette stand. It's always buffets. It's always well. He had a very one track. He comedic. had one good album. The rest of it kind of echoed off of that. It's not unlike. I mean, none of the big guys last. Ralphie Mae just died. I think last year. When yeah. First episode or first show of 2019. So now when we say last year, we're referring to 2018, which is pretty wild. Do you think you to to be on par with our movie tonight? Do you think you ever would have made it in the army? No. 
No. What I, is it that would have held you back? Just the not taking direction or that the, the general work? Physical physical nature. Part of yeah. It. PT as it was called. I would have been excited about the I about the idea of the army, you know, the especially as a kid. Because every well, maybe not every, but a lot of Boys in their youth, maybe in the South, maybe all over, they like to put on camo and pretend they're in the army. Well, we did it. I know. When we were kids, you had you had army toys that were incredible. We had some cool shit. It all came from a, a surplus store that's no longer around, but I think it was called Sarge. Um, but yeah, I mean that whole aspect is cool. But then when you really, since like the the boot camp part, the running, I mean. I only played football the five years I did because I didn't want to disappoint my dad. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't like it, and that's football. That's only <laughs> that's only a couple months out of the year, mm-hmm. and certainly less running and physical exertion than the army would have been. I like the idea of the uniform though. Uniform. I wouldn't school. have worn it to get laid because even army, navy, marine guys tell no. you the idiots do that. You mm-hmm. don't need to wear your uniform to get laid. I have thought it, I would love it if I knew how to make my bed as cleanly as they do. That'd be nice. Like, Because even when I do it well, it still doesn't look as good as an army bunk. But yeah. then it also occurs to me, they're making the bed that's essentially they're essentially making a child's bed. It's a cot. Like, it's yeah. not even a twin. It's it's less than a twin. Like, yeah. I could probably get some, you know, snap a quarter off of it, tight sheets, too, if I could get my arms all the way around my mattress. So my, my bed at home, you need two people just to get the fitted sheet on. Sure. So it was a whole different ballgame. I just think for us, for our generation, it you know, joining the Army when we would have, mm-hmm. I guess for, for me. We'd be dead. I often think about that. We'd be dead. I don't think I would have made it. We would have gotten sent to, we would have been like OIF one or two, yeah, or Afghanistan, which is probably worse. Still, still or now there. Syria. Yeah. If well, we not for much longer. If, if we didn't die in Afghanistan in our early twenties, yeah, we, I watched we, that uh, documentary Restrepo, the Academy mm-hmm. Award-winning one, mm-hmm. and then I, I uh, read the book War, which is essentially the the book that the movie Restrepo was based on, and I was like. I, I, I don't think I. This is why I didn't. It yeah. kept coming back to that. And then I remember one time I was at a party. Uh, I think I might have mentioned this with Leah's swinger friends. We didn't know they were swinger friends at the time. Mm. And uh, this you, was this was before that. I was gonna say you've told the story about being at a party that was pretty much all vets. Yeah. And you. They they were like no no. You made the you right made decision. The right call. Yeah. yeah, because they were like half of them were like, "Dude, my life's fucked up. I'm at the VA every two weeks," yeah. and the ones that didn't get shot at were like, "It fucking sucked. Like yeah. it's just shitty." Well, and everything that we've been involved with, uh, combat-wise, since George Bush Senior, or I guess was he a junior? No, you talking about GH? Yeah, the yeah. one that died. One that died. Yeah. It's never really been a real clear enemy. Like, when people enlisted in World War II, you were going overseas to kill Germans and Italians and Japs. Japanese. Whoa, that's Japanese, that. Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. <laughs> we're looking for Japanese viewers. Moshi, moshi. Let me tell you a funny story about that, too. When I, I, went, when I went back to college, you know, I had been, like, reading just voraciously because mm. I was excited to get back to school as a 27-year-old guy. And... Uh, we were I this the class that made me choose Kennesaw State was the Third Reich. I was very excited about it. I couldn't believe there was a class that was solely focused on Nazi Germany. 
And that was the class that kind of launched my whole teaching career because I did really well in it. But like one of the first few days in that class, you know, everything was about reading. So like she was very, the particular professor was like, you don't read, drop this class. It went from 38 to 11 on the first day. Mm. And I remember one of the readings was about um, the Japanese Navy and, and their conjunction, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I, she was big on stand and deliver. Like that movie with Edward James Holmes, which is an 80s classic where he's a teacher and he makes them stand every time they, like if you want to, if, the, if there's a question asked, you don't just raise your hand, you stand up. Yeah. Stand and deliver. Is this a, like, the kind of college lecture hall that you see in the movies where it's a big sort of auditorium type thing? Mm-mm. Or is it just a classroom with, yeah. with this was a, lighting? So, like, a lecture hall in the collegiate world, you have your 1,000, 2,000 level classes. Those are your surveys where you might have 400 kids in a class. Mm-hmm. This was not that. This was a 4,000 level speciality class. Mm-hmm. So, this was only for people that were actively pursuing history degrees now anyone could sign up for it but that was her point like if you're in this for fun and you're not if you're a psychology major and you just thought it'd be fun to take a nazi germany class this is not what you signed up for and that's why everyone left you have to love nazis yeah to be in this class uh and uh yeah this was a small class but I remember there was, you know, she was like, who can answer this particular question? And I was all, you know, I was young. Not, well, not young. I was the oldest person in this class by far. But I was, like, fucking ready to go. I had read everything. I stood up. And I was talking. And I was like, see what happened, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, is it the Japs? And she's like, ah, let, let's. Sh-. And I look over, and there's, like, two Japanese students. <laughs> I turned every shade of red thinking that I had just used... A derogatory term in, this, in my first semester back in college, and I, it was not derogatory. It was just, I had watched so many documentaries, watched so many Band of Brothers, yeah. The Pacific, where it was just like the Japs. That's what you called them. Well, you know, thank Christ you weren't going to college in 2018. You probably would have gotten kicked oh, off the campus. Man, it would have been ugly. There would have been protests. Gender or uh, cisgender normative white male blah 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 said Japs. It is kind of true though. I just went to college in time because yeah. I couldn't put up with this shit now. No. The shit like if I sat in a college class right now and I'm going to, mm-hmm. but not in a fucking undergrad class. I'm going to be in something higher. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like shut the fuck up. I, I get tired of this police of language. This mm. we've talked about this. We have. But yeah, but. Uh, my point back to Polly Shore. Well, my point before was, <laughs> in terms of the military, like when people might have fantasized about signing up and joining the army, it's it, it was very clear what you were, who you were fighting in World War II. You you don't have that in Desert Storm or any of the modern day things. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're gonna hang out in these third world desert nations, and uh, if you see anybody funny looking. Uh, maybe shoot at them. Maybe wait and see. Could be a kid. Could be a lady. We don't know. We're just here to spread freedom. Yeah, we're spreading freedom. <laughs> we're just here to spread freedom. It has nothing to do with the uh, natural resources of this particular region. Uh, and it gets it's gets, but it's a good point because when I was working that shitty, terrible, dead end job, there were many times. I remember one lunch break. I was like, I'm so fucking over this and I'm wearing my uniform and there was this navy recruitment office that was like I could see it every day and I walked I in be on a boat. I walked into this place and this <laughs> this guy looks at me and he's I literally had just walked in the door and he goes like you look like you're ready to join like you just see the unhappy and I was like I 
kind of band. And he goes like, well, let's take the practice aspect. He gives me the whole thing, right? Do I have to do the gay thing? So I come back. Yeah. I come back the next day. He sits you down. You do this practice ASVAB, which I don't, I'm sure you're aware. That's the test you take I when you join. It's called ASVAB. Mm-hmm. And he gives you the practice version. He goes like, I got to be honest with you. You did much better than we usually see. Now, he could have been blowing smoke, but also, no, I, I'm a little smarter than the average. Not much, <laughs> but a little smarter than the average human being. Mm. And he was like, I'm going to be honest with you, your, your test scores are pretty high. The only thing you couldn't do would be like, and this is Navy terms, he's the only thing you probably couldn't do would be like a nuclear sub because your math scores weren't very good. Mm. And I was like, good. I don't want to be in a fucking submarine. I'd lose my fucking mind. I'm claustrophobic. Yeah. So I went through this whole process and started looking at jobs and was Plus like, you're tethered to a nuclear weapon. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, I forget which movie it is, but there's one K-19. Where, yeah. The Widowmaker, which yeah. is a Russian sub, but and nonetheless. Yeah, they melt and get all gross looking. That movie should have been better. It had Harrison Ford, Liam Neeson. That movie was packed. It should have been better. Yeah. Got a blowjob seeing that movie in the theater, though. Well, there was good. no one there. It's the only time in my movie going. That's why to this day, when I see when it, I see K-19. When someone talks about nuclear war, I get a <laughs> raging heart on. It was just funny though, because you know every time you go to a movie theater, you always kind of like imagine what it would be like if no one else walks in, yeah. and and sometimes you get close. You're like, oh man, no one's here. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then right when the fucking lights go out, two or three people walk in. Fuck you, shit. <laughs> but this was the only time in my movie-going uh, history that me and this particular girl, this was fucking eons ago, but when no one came in. We had the entire theater. We were sitting in the back, and the movie wasn't very good, and she was scratching. Until they start taking turns in there and getting sick and their skin melting, then you can start. Well, that was a good thing. It was <laughs> fairly early in the film. Okay, good. And she was scratching the inside of my leg, and I noticed it was like she was, I was wearing shorts. She was gradually mm-hmm. scratching Inching. higher. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't have any game, but I was like, you know, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know. I'm just yada, yada, yada. Next thing you know, I was like, K-19 is a pretty good movie. It's like, I'm bored with this war movie. I don't even like sucking dick. It was her choice. But I'm going to do it because I don't want to watch this movie. This will give me something to do for at least the next four minutes. It was about a solid two and a half. I mean, it was a solid minute and a half. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, public place. Yeah. You know, things you things thought are of. Heightened when you're things in that, things place. that you've dreamed of in the yeah. past. It's kind of like that Richard yeah. Pryor joke, where you finally get with the girl you want, and yeah. you come inside sixty seconds, and you say, "Shit, yeah, stay heavy, if not hard." Yeah. Yeah. No, public place makes a difference. I remember once when Kristen still worked at a at a Mexican restaurant. I won't say the name, even though we've said it before. We were at like a employees only party and for some reason she was convinced that one of the girls that she was friends and coworkers with had just fucked her boyfriend in the bathroom. And in mm. this like sense of like competition, not wanting to be outdone, mm. I just get told like we're going to the bathroom. Oh yeah. And then it's on. And like I'm happy about it. But it, you know, it, everything's heightened because you're in a public place. You're in a, you're in a public bathroom, mm-hmm. and it didn't take terribly long. And we wrapped things up, went back out and mingled with the group. Word gets around, and then eventually we find out that this other particular girl didn't do anything in the bathroom with her boyfriend. Just they, took a shit. They just went in there like take turns peeing. Yeah, yeah. So, so you went. So we were the only ones that fucked in the sure. bathroom, and. 
at that point, I, I really didn't care. I just had another beer and I was like, yeah, that's fine. you know, take mark mark that off the list. One of my one of my first experiences with softcore porno was a VHS tape that I found in my parents' collection. <laughs> it was a it was a Playboy tape, which you know. Yeah. Knowing what we know now, that you knew That's that was going to be tame. Yeah. But it was called Sex and Dangerous Places, Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Never saw Volume One, so I don't know. <laughs> I saw the the uh, you know the the, the, original the sequel was, was yeah <laughs> the prequel was probably better. But I remember finding that tape, and of course putting it in when they weren't around. I have to snuffle through their porno box, which. Let me tell you, it was a landmine because there were some things you didn't want to find that you knew they were using. Yeah. But you just kind of, you pretended like you didn't see that and you you just kept coming back to the VHS tape. It's not unlike in high school, my friend Randy being convinced that his dad had weed and instead finding his mom's dildo collection. Yeah, well, this was worse (laughs) in the sense that there was that and more. Oh. But I did find the VHS tape. So there were times where they, they would leave. And I would pop in this Sex and Dangerous Places tape. Mm-hmm. And what I remember most about it were the particular scenes. I don't, I don't remember but two, mm-hmm. looking back on it now. So this would have been, I mean, 19 years ago, to give you an idea. 17, 18, wow. 19 years ago. But um, I, the, the two scenes I do remember was one between... I was on a plane, like a Mile High Club thing. Mm-hmm. You never see penetration, but it was hot no, for, a, Playboy. for a young Playboy kid. Is, yeah. Playboy is pubes and boobs. Pubes and boobs. That's all it is. And a lot of thrusting. Um, that was hot scene. Mm-hmm. But the one that sticks with me the, the most is like, and I don't know where, it, it only, it, you knew it was true because now I see the fantasy. But it was like a Haverty's, like a, a furniture store. Okay? <laughs> Imagine the furniture yeah. store, late at night, closed up. Yeah. Manager locks the door. Employee's a hot brunette. Mm. And, you know, he's, like, clamping down for the night, and she gets flirty, and he, ah. Next thing you know, they're pounding on one of these display beds, right? If you could come on the sofa, it doesn't matter. In it's a Havertz. Now, I have a hard time now <laughs> going to a rooms to go. You know? Like, yeah. I don't, I can't just walk just in. Walk around like, we could fuck on <laughs> Fuck on that. We yeah. Fuck over there. If these people would leave and we lock the doors, we could fuck on any we one of these things. We could fuck on anyone. Just blow your load anywhere. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. It's not your furniture. But I just I can't go into a furniture store now and not have that memory of like. I don't know how dangerous that was because it was kind of a locked door. You you knew no one was coming into a Haverty's at nine o'clock at night. But I do remember most about that VHS was I was always very reticent. Of where I started the VHS, because when you're trying to be subtle mm-hmm. and hiding the fact that you that they have that VHS tape, wherever you started it from, like, and here's the sad part. So I'd watch it and rewind it back to the part I started from, mm-hmm. thinking that my parents were always aware of where they ended, you know, where the where the where they pressed pause on the VHS. So I would always like wherever it started, I would go back to that yeah. point. 
That's that's my Sherlock Holmes yeah. is me saying, retrace your steps, get back to there, no one knows. Mm. Now what got weirder right. as, it is as time went on stepping off of the sailboat onto the dock and <laughs> <laughs> what got weirder as time went on was like I would punch in the VHS and make oh they've watched it. <laughs> and I'd have to like start from wherever they finished every time and then go back and be like, oh, and every time I would put the VHS, I was like, oh, they washed it again. Like, Ew. every time you put this tape in, you saw the finishing moment. <laughs> I saw where they're like, and I'm spent. And oh, I see. Oh, we're on to redheads. Gentlemen to bed. <laughs> All right, mom and dad, we're on to the redheads. Very cool. I'm going to back it up to the blondes now. But it was like every time I would have to fucking be, oh, they stopped here. <laughs> I don't think I should start. Oh, I'm going to no, start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I stopped no. last time. Oh, God. I'm going to start it here, I guess. <laughs> it was a, it's just awkward when you're growing up like that. <laughs> you're, having, you're having your breakfast cereal like, hey, I, uh, we stopped in the same spot. Haverty's, huh? Haverty's is pretty good. It's a pretty hot spot. It's better than And we've one. joked about it as a family sense. Like, I found that tape. <laughs> I watched that shit. You know? I and got off to what you guys got off to. <laughs> the thing is... I kept it in the family. I don't, have any rec- I don't have any recollection of actually... I think, I'm being honest with this, I think I just watched. Yeah. I don't think I ever, like, tugged. Mm. I never... That would make it worse. It, but it actually, that's, in retrospect, <laughs> makes it better now. Yeah. I said I was like, I just watched. I yeah. didn't like. You saved yourself for the real estate magazine. Oh, she was my lady. <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, this this brunette on the airplane with the furniture. That's great. I, I can honestly that. tell you, if I came across that magazine, like if we were like cleaning out an old box somewhere. Do you remember what it was called? It was a real estate magazine, man. Mm-hmm. But if I if I ever saw if I ever saw that image, mm-hmm. I'd come in my pants, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't doubt it. It would be, and it wouldn't even be something I had any control of. I would just be, oh, and that would be that. Like I would just see it, and I knew a guy in high school who could do that on command. That's gross. And he, there was evidence. I don't. I don't. That's, <laughs> that's good. Good for you, buddy. Khaki shorts. Nothing can't hide anything in khakis. Vernon Fraser's in this? Oh. It was a cameo. I remember this because this was right after Encino Man. And uh, I, I do remember this because they thought that would be like, oh, tie it in. I don't, I don't uh, well, that's funny. I didn't remember that he was in that. I forgot that David Allen Greer was in this. Have you seen him lately? Old, he, man. He looks old, but I think. Some of it's put on for that show he's doing on on Fox or whatever. Well, it's a bunch of old dudes. Yeah. You know who's behind that show? No. Charlie from It's Always Sunny. That's really? his show. He's show running it, I think. Wrote it. Came up Good with the idea. Him. He's making it. A, it's his show. Good for Charlie Day. David Allen Greer and the guy that played Doug Kenny in the mm-hmm. in the movie, and then I forget who the other two are. One of Do them. Do you remember the name of that? movie by the way I've been trying to tell people about it it's like long it's a futile and stupid gesture a futile, a futile and stupid it's, gesture it's the line from Animal House mm-hmm. when they when they decided to do the uh, the and uh, the other question I had about that what was the movie after he made Caddyshack that he was so disappointed he was like that's what people are going to love not Caddyshack remember he came out of the theater oh that I don't remember but you know what I'm talking about yeah he had just made Caddyshack and they go to the theater and he's like this is going to dominate no one's going to watch Caddyshack I don't remember. I thought about it the other day, and I was like, what was that film that was disappointed a, Doug Kenny so much? Was it another golf movie? Mm-mm. 
Yeah, it, was, it was a famous comedy. It was probably something wacky like Meatballs or something. I think it was Meatballs. I think it was Bill Murray and Meatballs. Yeah. yeah. Which, I didn't know I've shit on Caddyshack, but I would watch Caddyshack till my eyes bled before I'd watch Meatballs. Yeah. Meatballs isn't a very good movie. I would watch In the Army Now a hundred <laughs> times before I'd watch Meatballs. I would watch In the Army Now, then Jury Duty, then Son-in-Law, then... Then Encino. I would watch his entire catalog. Does he only have five movies? Maybe. Son-in-law, Jury Duty, In the Army Now, Encino Man, Biodome. Is that it? I think that's it. At least that was like the... You know, if I cast a movie now, I'd find a role for Polly Shore. It's time for him to come back. He probably was in a movie. I wonder if he still owns the comedy store. His mom did. I I think he inherited it. I don't know, but I'm saying Polly Shore might be in a situation where he would probably have to sell it off. I think he was in a movie prior to. Wow, not looking great, Polly. Yeah, that's not a good. That's he's looking rough there. I think he was in a movie prior to one of the ones that we just listed, kind of like as a bit character. Discography. What? Well, he yeah he made some. He was a stand-up for a while. Okay. And he gave it a shot. Uh, maybe I was thinking of Married with Children. I was going to say, he, he was a bit character in something, and that might have been it. F- uh, married with Children, or I don't know. Roll down. The wedding, yeah, it, wedding I mean, band. Well, he was in the King of the Hill for a bit. Junket Whore? I don't know what that is. Playboy? Scroll down. Curse of the Inferno? Yeah, he's been in nothing. There's, I mean, he's been in some yeah, things. I mean, after Biodome, we, you don't know what any of this. King of the Hill, he's a voice. That that's that's not opposite day. Polly Shore is adopted. Oh, he was in Bucky Larson. That's probably the highest grossing film he's been in. That's it. That's it. There you go. Wow. How he was in a movie called Star vs. the Forces of Evil as Johnny Blowhole, and even that was a voice over. Wowza. <laughs> Johnny Blowhole. So his last, his last notable film it was Biodome. Was Biodome in '96. God bless America. And then what's Class Act? What's it came out the that? same years. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, this was a spin play. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So there you go. I he doesn't have he doesn't have much there, does he? Nope. Well, you know. Can't all be winners. The weasel man. But yeah, the weasel when they go to the 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 apparently the bar that's being illegally operated in the middle of the day in Encino Man after they steal the student driver car. <laughs> like I never understood that. Like, why are the police raiding a bar in the middle of the day? <laughs> Is it are they are they not allowed? The prohibition. It's not it's not a it's not a rave. Like there's a full bar and bartenders and plates and dishes and. And what have you? So, so, what's the what's the issue here? You're not allowed to serve drinks in the middle of the day, or did you just find out that there's high school students here? That was always a big mystery to me. Yeah. As far as why they had to shut that down. Here's the other part about the army, as it pertains to this film. Yeah, the job you get. You know, you go through basic. How many guys go to basic and they end up being like shit cleaners, yeah. water people, well, Bill, door sweeps? <laughs> Bill Burr had a great joke on Conan or something like that the other night. He was like, he was saying how 
why do we always have to just thank all the troops? He said, like, I get, you, you thank the, the air fighter, the, the air pilot who's flying the jet into combat. You're going to thank him for his service. But the guy who's on the aircraft carrier who just drops to one knee and goes like this, <laughs> what, we, what the fuck are we thanking him for? <laughs> That's a good point. And he said, what's funny is I, I read the comments on this video that was going around. And all these um, combat vets or retired military or even active duty were like, he's fucking spot on. I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a first responder to combat or was when I was in the Marines, yeah. first on site. Drives me insane when the guy that drives the bus gets thanked for his, for his, service. <laughs> for his service to the same yeah. extent I do. It's kind of like, uh, <laughs> like, you know, you, there was that show on Nat Geo about the para, paramedics. They're like a special unit. When mm-hmm. someone gets hurt in the battlefield, they fly by helicopter and they take every risk with their life yeah. to get wounded. Not just American, right. wounded Afghan soldier, wounded uh, local tribesman that's been a friend, wounded child. They put their life on the line to land a helicopter in enemy war zone yeah. to save this person. That guy deserves a thanks. That mm-hmm. woman deserves a thanks. Yeah, And, I, you know, but the person that joins, they're like, I mean, you're a double D. You're dumb as dog shit. Uh, you've always been dumb as dog shit. So what we're going to have you do, your job is latrine sweep. We need someone to mop the offices that the uh, yeah. that the officers uh, work out of on a daily basis. Right. Like I, You'll be here for four years, and then, <laughs> and then you can go greet people at Walmart. Or be a cop. <laughs> I'm sure you have no beef with that. Um, You'll finally get to kill someone. If you can't be a cop, there's good news. The ICE agency is <laughs> wide open. And their funding is incredible right now. So I, You'll never get to fire a weapon here, but I guarantee you when you become a police officer in the next five years... You can do years, whatever the fuck you want. You can kill anyone you want. You can kill anyone you want. Provided they're not, provided they're not white, you'll get away with it. White. Avoid the whiteness. <laughs> But, you know, you watch this film, you're like, I, how many guys would you have served with? It's like, of course you're a water guy, you know? Yeah. Like, you're a water cleaning guy. It just is what it is. Our army is not, it's the, it's the military industrial complex. Not everyone's a fucking warrior. <laughs> and not everyone deserves that fucking big thank you. Yeah. We all, I see the commercials. Mm. It gets back to what Uncle Hoyt gets so mad about. And I was like, you're not fighting for me. You're not fighting for freedom. You're just a part of a larger web yeah. of, of, of just this military industrial complex. We just drop down the big green jolly killing machine. Mm-hmm. And your job isn't even to kill anybody. Yeah. You're just there to make Make sure the water's clean and the latrines are clean. You're the guy that puts the tent up. Hey, thanks for this spaghetti. <laughs> it's Spaghetti Wednesdays, and that was your responsibility today. I think. Hey, Bill, but thanks for your service. <laughs> I think Bill Bergman went on to say, I know everybody's taking a risk. You know, you're on the boat, and maybe you never leave the boat because your whole job is just to point the orange thing when the guy takes off. Yeah. He said, but they could still maybe shoot at the boat. You know, everybody's sure. taking a risk. He said, but it's degrees. Your job's not nearly as risky as the guy who's literally flying out uh, over enemy territory sure. and getting into air combat, you know. Right. Uh, you're not at a Ford operating base in the Kandahar <laughs> Valley. You're not, like, you're not in the high of the Hindu Kush in Afghanistan <laughs> fighting off, like, everywhere around you as an enemy. Yeah. You can't take a shit yeah. without being concerned about taking a shot. Mm-hmm. You're not that guy. No. You're, I heard that. I heard it. So a lot of my buddies are. Because I got into a big. I already discussed. I got into a giant Facebook conversation with an ex 
guy that had been in Ramadi. He had yeah. seen the shit, and he was like, you know, well, you're welcome. And I was like, for what? Like, <laughs> again, great. Hey, you yeah. fought. Because his point was, we fought for the country. We fought for the flag. Y'all need to stand up. These NFL players. It, it was during the height of that NFL yeah. thing. And I was like, hey, man. You didn't fight for a flag, and you damn sure didn't fight for a constitution. When bullets start, ask yourself. Yeah. When bullets starts flying, are you fighting for a flag? When you're saying my life's in jeopardy, but that flag is flying high, yeah. that constitution. <laughs> so I, he was coming back at me. I was yeah. coming back at him. And I was like, "Hey, man, again, much respect for what you did and for what you did for your brothers. You fought for the people next to you and for yourself and for yourself, but you fought for the people next to you to yeah. live and come home and raise that family that you're now sharing pictures of, right? Yeah. And for the guys that didn't, that's who, right? So I, I was. He was just getting heated, and everybody was. I getting all these messages of people like, "Thank you for saying something. This guy's ridiculous." And I was like, "He is." Look, he is saying some rather ridiculous things, but yeah. he, he really was in these places. He was in Ramadi. He was in Fallujah. He was in these fucking balls of the wall places that civilians like us will never understand the day-to-day sure. life and death. But I reached out to my military friends. Hmm. I was like, I want you to come look at this threat. I tagged him on it, and I was like, tell me if I'm wrong here. Y'all y'all served in the same places. Yeah, You saw the same shit. Yeah. And to a man, each one of them was like, this guy's fucking ridiculous. And they were like, this guy's probably a fobbit. <laughs> and they start using these military terms, and I'm like, Fobbit. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, Fobbit is a forward operating. I was like, Fob, yeah, forward operating base, mm-hmm. which puts you in the middle of the shit already, kind of, even if you never come off base. Yeah. And he's like, a lot of these guys are Fobbits that go to these forward operating bases and never even leave the wire. They never even shoot their weapon. They're just, mm-hmm. they're out there, so they they use that kind of, I was there. Yeah. I was in the shit. Yeah. And they're like, did you ever leave the wire? No. I was just, you know. I was a guy on the radio <laughs> sending messages. I had to, I clean the shitter from time to time. I had to pair photographs <laughs> with paperwork. <laughs> so I they get they did that. They start hammering this guy. I was like, you're all this military lingo, fucking fobbit, and this all this other they stuff. Start sharing like photos of their bullet wounds, like yeah. And then it really turned into this weird thing <laughs> where I was like, okay, I didn't really mean to turn military guys on the on each other. <laughs> But they started comparing service, yeah. you know, and I, I was just dying laughing. And I kept I kept thinking, like, there's such a fucking big difference. And this is, my, like, a big thing. Like, one of the guys chimed in, and he was like, yeah, but can you imagine, like, I, I got two Purple Hearts, and I think he had a Bronze Star, which is pretty impressive for being in a couple of firefights and everything. But he's like, the same commendations I got as far as, like, you know, 15 years ago in 2003, mm-hmm. now you're seeing commendations and medals being given to these guys that basically amount to nothing but video game players. The drone flyers, yeah. they, they, they're not even in-country. They're yeah. here. Yeah. And they're flying the drones like it's a fucking video game mm-hmm. and killing people indiscriminately. They don't have to see them. Yeah. They just press a button like it's a fucking video that's And that's why the Army... Like, you know, you see it today with, college, with colleges establishing programs for kids that are really good at video games mm-hmm. and they give them fucking oh, what do you call it uh, I'm having a brain fart honorary degrees no no not uh, scholarships uh, to come to school for free and to play video games Rutgers is one of the biggest come play Gears of War 5 it's usually that weird like some of these weirder games League of Legends the shit you see on these e the adventure games yeah but it's like all weird and shit like that Leroy Jenkins video, I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, it. like the yeah, the world, which is funny. World of Warcraft, right? Which is funny stuff. because in that show I told you about, which was real life shit on Nat Geo, where the guys, the paramedics, uh, army paramedics, were flying out to save people. Every time they got an incoming like 
um, message to say like we need help. Mm-hmm. It always Jenkins. That's how they knew like <laughs> shit was popping off. They had chose that as their yeah. like warning sing- signal. Is that the same video? I mean, I, there's a legendary uh, video game viral video out there where somebody in real life died. And so all of his World of Warcraft friends decided to have a World of Warcraft funeral within the game for his character. And there's a famous video where this is happening, and these are all people that their defenses... I don't know anything about the game, but they're basically defenseless because they've decided to not do the Warcraft. They're going to have a funeral for their real-life dead friend's character within the game. But the video, you don't see any of that. You just see this like badass dude running through these tunnels, and the misfits uh, go where eagles dare. Uh, is playing really loud in the background. Is, is running through these tunnels, and then all of a sudden he just comes into this clearing where all these people are standing defenseless and just starts hacking them up. It's the red wedding from Game of Thrones, and he starts chopping. People. Only it's a funeral. No, this was not that. The Leroy Jenkins video is very old, but it's like this little clan, and they're talking about they're going to go in and do this thing where it's very hard. There's several members, and it's very detailed. Like The leader of this group is like, okay, did you have your charm turned on? Okay, here's my shield. He's getting very technical. You're going to have to tag this and add that and blah, 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 blah. And then they spend five minutes, you're watching this video, and all, all of a sudden one of these guys just goes like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. He runs in before anyone's prepared, and they're like, oh, what the fuck? And the, Shit, Leroy. And they run in after, and he just gets slaughtered one by one. Like, God damn it, Leroy. He's like, sorry. He doesn't die. That's the best part. Of course not. I think this might be it. If, oh, I won't play. It's this is right. an old video. I'll watch it later. But, but I, used, I used to always love it because I love that Misfits song. It's it's the one where the chorus is, I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. And <laughs> just keeps saying that over and over. Leroy <laughs> But yeah, back to what my friend was saying. He was like, dude, they're, they're giving fucking medals and commendations to dudes that are flying around in video games. Which makes me sad, actually, because I saw a congressional... Um, Subcommittee had had witnesses come and talking about some of these Afghani kids won't come out when it's full daylight now. When they have a beautiful day hmm. and the sun is shining and there's no clouds in the sky, they're terrified because that's when the drones are most effective. Because the drones aren't effective when it's cloudy hmm. and overcast. So they they've seen their entire villages wiped out in a strategic. I'm well, doing I'm doing the fingers. The strategic airstrike. We freed the village. Let's. Did we? <laughs> Is that why Let's small children are terrified of the sun? <laughs> because we've just flew a remote we control plane over there. We freed the village. We freed them. That's where we're headed. They're free now. That's where we're headed, though. This like remote control gamer universe where our army won't have to do anything. We'll have the drones to fly, yeah. the jets. That, that won't stop us from spending $18 trillion on the jet that we uh, need. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, pre, like, I don't know, post-Thanksgiving, pre-Christmas, there was a video going around of some some uh, military uh, tech company that gets funding from the government that invented some wheels for Humvees that can convert from a wheel to a triangular tank track shape. Sure. And they were talking like the technology. It's like a, it's like a. It basically cost a million dollars for a set of them. 
Mm-hmm. And they want to, and people are like, why, why? You don't need this. Plus, people in the military were commenting, like, that just looks like some shit that's not going to work right when it really matters. It never does. <laughs> Nothing we spend like, money on ever actually works until. It's just it's like, why, why, why do we, why are we spending all that money? It's like any, anytime any, anyone wants to get into a political debate over whether or not you could afford something like. On the way here, <clears throat> I, and I don't mean to cut you off, but literally on the way here today, I know there's the. Air Force Base right near here. Yeah. I saw a Harrier fly over. The Harrier is that looks like a damn helicopter. Mm-hmm. It takes off like a helicopter. It goes vertically up but mm-hmm. can fly like a plane. I saw a fucking Harrier on the way here and I was like, is, is that just, ne- is it necessary? <laughs> like, how much did that cost? Yeah. I mean, I understand the idea of having military might to the point where it's, but like, we don't, it's like, don't the fuck The Russians have that now. Well, yeah. But the thing, whenever there's a political debate over could we afford something like uh, tuition-free college as a public option if somebody wanted it, could we afford something like Medicare for all? Well, obviously not. It's like, well, we can blow $8 billion a year on military spending that they themselves say, stop giving us the money, we don't need it. (laughs) So I think, yeah, we probably could. If we just maybe, I don't know, allocated some of that money towards things that society needs instead of more toys for the Pentagon, that's mm-hmm. some wild shit. Like, yeah. I, I didn't read too deep into it, but I started reading about just all the different layers of the Pentagon. And it's just like, <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> you know, we're in our 14th day of a partial government shutdown. And I recently learned that the IRS is affected by it. And I had the thought, like, well, it's probably the most effective 14 days in the IRS's history. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, doing anything. I'll say, I'll say this. They were talking on NPR on the way over about the shutdown about national parks mm-hmm. and how they're supposed to be closed and people have been getting in for free because no one's there to yeah. take their fee. And what's been particularly bad is the bathrooms, <laughs> which reminded me. So we were... So we can talk about our holidays in a second. But uh, on one of the L.A. days, when we went to uh, Santa Anita Racetrack, which is where Seabiscuit used to race, which was a fantastic day, if I'm hmm. being honest. And we wrapped up, and they're like, we're going to take you up Mount Phillips, which is right there. It's surrounded in the Sierra Madres. And uh, we went up, and it was beautiful. And I really had to piss um, really bad. And so we're driving up this mountain. I was like, if you see anywhere, you can stop. And Dad's like, hey, it's a national park bathroom right there. You can run in there. When I tell you that this was the most horrid bathroom situation I've ever seen, (laughs) I I, I tried to describe it when we came back to the car. Because it was one of those things where you just cover your face, like I'm doing now, (laughs) with your shirt. And you just piss. And honestly, once I saw the state, I didn't care where the piss went. I was like, this is the least concern for the next person. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if it gets in there, great. Was this post-shutdown? Yeah. So this is the result of nobody being there? No one's cleaning these toilets. toilets. So... It, it, and it wasn't even a commode in the sense of what you're thinking about your standard bathroom. There was no seat. I don't think there's ever been a seat. It was just literally like a... It looked like a... a it was a bucket, but it was not a bucket. It was it was a part of a design mm. like that was in the floor, but it just looked like a bucket. Kind of like the metal toilets at the beach in Manhattan Beach. Like they're, yeah. they're seatless. They're seatless. They're like prison toilets right. almost. And this was what that was like, but it was just... I couldn't believe the state of it. I was like... How much shit 
do they allow to? Because I wasn't taking in my mind the shutdown. I was like, how many? How much shit do they allow to build up before they say like, all right, that's enough shit. We can bring somebody in. <laughs> and it was just, it was so. And it was the worst part was I had just had a great In and Out burger. Mm. I had never had one. To be, oh, really? to be clear, because the last time I had a chance at an In-N-Out burger, I was doing the vegetarian thing, and they don't have any option. It's yeah. French fries. Well, they give, they'll do it. They just you end up with like lettuce and cheese on. That's it. not an option. The only option is French fries, and so I didn't eat did when we first the, did it. Did you do the animal style? I just did everything. They gave me the animal, animal sauce. Somebody told me to do animal style, and I was like, "What is that?" Like it's a shitload of pickles. Like stop right there. I don't want to do it. Yeah, it was that. It's basically just like a thousand <laughs> island dressing. Yeah, it's basically just a Big Mac. Yeah, but I got it, and because I was famished, I mean, it's been all day at the races, and I had, had like three or four Bloody Marys. Honestly, it was really good. Like, I know it wasn't just the booze either. It was like that they were having to turn over so fast. We were in the drive through line for like 20 minutes. It was incredible. But it was, even 20 minutes was fast based on the line. Sure. And it was a fucking amazing burger. And it was really, really good. And then 20 minutes later, I saw this mound of shit. And it was like the first time I was like, I feel like I need to vomit. I don't want to because I felt good. I didn't feel yeah. bad. I had yeah. a gr- It was just a burger on an empty stomach. It was wonderful. Mm. But I was like, I want to vomit just to make sure nothing, like, just, ugh. Yeah. But that was when I was like, oh, yeah. No one's cleaning these fucking public national park restrooms right now. Imagine day one back to work. They get the shit resolved. You get, it's, it's like, all right. Let's get well, there and clean these bathrooms. Lord Commander Marmalade today said it could last for years. <laughs> that poor, poor bathroom. <laughs> it's going to be like, just, I just can't imagine. Well, yeah, they were saying on the news today that people aren't seeing their, what do they send out during tax season? Like, normally this time of year is when people start getting their W-4s. W-2s. W-2s to do your taxes for the previous year and they're saying because of the partial shutdown those aren't going out like they're not necessarily generated by the irs but the information that goes on them partially is Mm -hmm. and like so people aren't seeing that stuff come to them there's a question as to whether or not if it continues if returns will happen there's a question as to whether or not the tax date will be enforced because the irs isn't really operational right now and part of me thought well fuck them yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they'll know. find a way to get their money. <laughs> but part of, part of me always thinks, like, I'm of two minds. If we're going to be in this system, I am sort of lefty liberal in terms of what I think tax structure should resemble. But if somebody were to truly come in and really want to fuck shit up, like a Neil Bortz, John Linder, fair tax type system, I'm all for, like, fuck that institution and their grubby little hands. I worked for that money, goddammit. It's not theirs. I do have that mentality <laughs> still, too. Um, but, yeah, the whole shutdown thing, it's just like, I don't get it. Like, Mexico's paying for the wall. Why is this even a debate? Yeah, I saw your post. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's just amazing when you watch the clips now. When he does the, when he has his resounding audiences and yeah. he's like, we're going to build a wall. Yeah! And who's going to pay for it? Mexico! And they actually believed that shit. Yeah. Well, they... A country rife. <laughs> rife! With just the worst kind of politicians yeah. and the worst corruption. And, I mean, not... And the, any money they have comes yeah. illegally from drug lords. Uh, the, Their only wealth in Mexico <laughs> is American drug money funneling into Mexico. And yeah. they actually thought they'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. He, 
he he's a good deal maker. He'll yeah. make it happen. And, and it's like, all right, well, check number one. If he's a good deal maker, why was there a government shutdown? That's not the sign of a good deal maker. Especially after he went on live television and said, I'm proud to shut the government down. And then later <laughs> was like, that's their fault. <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> Which is it? Yeah. And then... The the thing oh. the thing that I wanted so badly, and they're both dick noses, so of course neither one of them would say it, but that whole thing that was in the news for a few days with Trump and Sleepy Mike Pence and Pelosi and Schumer mm. arguing on national television mm-hmm. the way they probably do when the doors are closed, but this time doing it on full display, and they kept like having trying to have this back and forth and and he would make a stance, and then Schumer would try and show some balls and say something back. And the whole thing is they need 10 Democrat senators. That's all they need. Which and they were never going to get. You're not going to get. Yeah. I just kept like, why won't, like, I don't know anything about Chuck Schumer, and I'm sick of Nancy Pelosi, regardless of party. I'm just like, why why didn't Chuck Schumer take that opportunity to say, Mr. President, I'm, I'm extremely confused on this. I was my understanding that Mexico was paying for the wall. <laughs> it was I like that. It was it was my understanding. <laughs> like if I was a Senate minority leader, it would be so hard to resist that opportunity. Like mm-hmm. Mr. President, I don't understand why we're even having this discussion over the budget and funding for the wall. Uh, am I to understand that we're talking about Mexican funding? <laughs> And if so, what does that have to do with the, with our government? Because we could solve this shutdown right now if Mexico is clearly going to pay for the wall. I mean, I'm just not clear now because I, you know, I personally, it's no mystery here. I didn't vote for you, but it's my understanding, <laughs> sir, all due respect, <laughs> that Mexico is paying for the wall, and that uh, I believe I could quote you here: "It's going to happen. Believe me. It's going to happen. Believe me." Believe I think me. you said that four or five. Mm-hmm. So. What's this whole debate about, anyways? Yeah, the whole thing's silly. I really don't care if they they build a wall. I really don't care that the government shut down. Yeah, it's probably unfortunate for people who maybe the eight hundred thousand people who don't draw a paycheck right now. Yeah, but even then, uh, they have said in the news that in when these government shutdowns happen, that is the the downside for a lot of federal employees. But they do get paid that when they eventually reopen the government. Yeah, it's retroactive. They but get retroactively same, paid. It's not. What well, that doesn't it's the still government shut down at fucking Christmas. <laughs> the other thing that Don't worry kids, February twenty fifth is gonna be magical. <laughs> the, other thing, the thing that I'm not a good father <laughs> well, uh, the thing that Von Hessler said, he said if your if your position in life <laughs> is that you work for the government and you were considered non essential, you need to find something new <laughs> to do. If your job is is tied to the federal government, if and you're a janitor is at the Pentagon, you need to find a new job. You need to put as much distance between yourself and the federal government Listen, as you can. I know you've been working as a janitor for 22 years at the Pentagon. I'm going to shoot you straight here. You can do that in the private sector. And chances are, based on l- lately, yeah. on internet videos I've seen on Facebook, mm-hmm. if you're a black janitor, you're, the school kids are going to do a whole presentation for you. <laughs> And surprise you, and yeah. you've probably seen this. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed it's only the black janitors? I haven't seen what you're talking about. Okay, go on Facebook. Okay. I've seen at least four videos, and I know how Facebook works. What's one happens, 
the other school wants to do the same thing for yeah. their janitor. Mm-hmm. So the janitor has been working there for 16 years. He's always so sociable. He he has a, he high fives the kids. He's what Charlie wanted to be when he right. was the janitor. When he was the janitor of the school. What? You throwing out this perfectly good orange? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this janitor's great. He's been at the school for 16 years. He high fives the kids. He has relationships with the kids. He te- He's friendly with the teachers, and he's underappreciated and underpaid. So what they do is they have one of their school assemblies... Right, and they tell the janitor. I've seen two, at least four of these, and they're always the same. But they say, "Oh, one of the kids had an accident. Can you come to the gymnasium?" So he shows up, bucket and cart and wood wood chips, ready to scrape up hungover poop. Yeah, and yeah, with a nice hangover, <laughs> just a pure just hatred, probably That's for. That's not his Windex job. in that bottle. So he That's shows up with his bucket, and when he walks in, all four hundred of the little elementary school. <laughs> start clapping like it's all for you and we did a little thing there's a cake and it's a janitor appreciation day right we did some paper and the guy starts crying it's always a black janitor black male janitor Hmm. and it's it's just the same shit and i just keep watching them get rolled out i'm like stop doing this shit Give him a pay raise. How about that? Instead yeah. of having him to the fucking, yeah, you know, here's all the kids appreciate you and love you. We made you this card. We made a pinata that looks like now, you. Now, remember how we told you there was puke here and that's how we got you here? But there's not really puke. Someone actually did shit <laughs> on the floor in the girls' bathroom, which is rare. We know. <laughs> but, you know, once this is over, yeah. we're going to need you to go clean up that shit. And by the way, we're not going to be able to keep paying you 28 k a year. <laughs> We're going to have to actually drop it down to 25. We're going to do 22 plus commission. <laughs> What's the commission? We don't know yet. We're working on the structure for every shit you clean. Also, you have to supply your own onesies from now on. Yeah. Uh, we'll no longer be giving you those. Yeah, and they're not going to be Dickies or Carhartts. We found a local Kmart brand. <laughs> it's 100% polyester, <laughs> certified unbreathable. Unbreathable, most uncomfortable fabric we could find. You're definitely gonna be itchy. It's gonna. It's a weird combination. You're gonna itch and sweat. You're gonna be warm and itchy. But we appreciate you so. Good news is it's scratch proof, so you won't get injured on the dumpster anymore. Bad news is you're gonna be itchy and not be able to scratch yeah. through it. Yeah. That's the downside. But if you want to stay, couldn't you just replace the dumpster? Ah. Why would we do that we when do we can that? just put you in shit of your clothes? But, All right, yeah. now you head on over to the auditorium, big guy. They got a pinata and a cake all ready for you. I even the kids in the art class made the pinata. It kind of looks like you. Yeah. It's a it's a little it's a little Samboey. I'll yeah. be honest. <laughs> they, they meant well. They meant well. It's the only blackface pinata I've ever seen. <laughs> they meant. Well, right. that's what counts. Yeah, uh, and They don't see color. While we're on the subject of the pinata, they did make a huge mess making it, and someone's going to need to clean that yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Is there money in the pinata? There's nothing in the no, pinata. No, we couldn't even fill it with candy. <laughs> the only ones we could find were last year's fucking leftover, uh, uh, what do you call those? I mean, I got Halloween snacks that no one... Candy, candy corn. corn. Yeah, we have left, gotta, last year's candy corn in there. You mean to tell me i got to take a goddamn candy corn filled <laughs> pinata home on the bus? <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> Can I just have a motherfucking raise? <laughs> Sorry. Mm, no, 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 no. But that's the state of us now. Janitor's not getting paid. It seems, it seems so belittling. It's like, 
that that reminds me of that phrase we've talked about in a previous episode: the subtle racism of low expectations. Mm. Like, oh, let's pander to the to the black guy that has a janitor's job. Mm-hmm. Let's make him feel big. What's for the? A day. It's what he doesn't. He's not actually. That's what I'm saying about it, though. Once one white school, and it was a white school in Alabama, no less. Which is we don't we don't even have to go down that. Yeah. But once that one school did it, I started seeing them pop up. Yeah. And it's just, it's a copycat thing of social media. But it, it's not like that's new. TV, radio. When well, something works, the, the videoing, will do it. The videoing and sharing of it makes it feel so much less genuine. Right, but that's the thing. So, like, I'm, I'll use a survivor this past season. We just finished. Oh, we just wrapped it up. We two weeks behind because we were in California, but there was this girl on the show, and there's this thing in Survivor. They were getting really low on rice. It's the only thing they're provided to eat. Mm-hmm. So this girl notices we're not going to make it. We're we're blowing through this rice. Mm-hmm. So I suggest we go to Jeff Probst, the show host, and make what's called a Survivor trade. So she went to him and was like, "We we we're almost out of rice. It's getting kind of dire." We'll trade you our fishing gear, our comfort, our pillows, and our hammocks, and something else for a giant bag of rice. It seems and it's foolish to trade the fishing gear. That's the thing about the fishing gear. Everybody always gets it in Survivor. No one knows what the fuck to do with it. You're talking about a bunch of people who probably never fucking fished in their life. <laughs> I'm serious. Like okay. if you gave me, if if someone came here right now and we were starving, and they said, "Here's some fishing gear." You and I would look at each other. And be, what? What do we? Like I don't. I don't know what to do. Do right. I eat this? Where's the bait? <laughs> what does this net do? Do I just go and throw the net mm. and hope? Like no one knows what the fuck to do with fishing gear, and so few, a handful of people in 35 seasons have ever said cool fishing gear and gone out and been very successful catching fish. Yeah. So they traded it for this big ass bag of rice, and it saved them quotes. So from then on out, she was just any chance she got to bring up her selfless act. <laughs> Of trading all the stuff for the rice. I traded the rice. And what was best you forget. Literally so many times she was ta- she would mention that. <laughs> trying to get garner points, right? Yeah. So she got to the end, the final three. And I remember when she's gonna make her plea to the jury, I was like, She's gonna talk about that fucking rice. And mm-hmm. she let out with it. Mm-hmm. And I remember and somebody on the jury it was beautiful. One of these guys goes like, you know the thing about a selfless act <laughs> you don't talk about it. Because mm-hmm. when you start Hemming and hawing and preaching about how selfless you were doing that selfless act, yeah. you're not selfless. Yeah. You're using someone, you're trying to garner attention yeah. and votes by, you know, being selfless. Yeah. Be selfless the one time and don't talk about it and then say at the end, yeah. remember that time where I was selfless? Yeah. But if you done, if you told the story twenty times, we heard about the goddamn rice, and that's why she didn't get any votes. Yeah, and she didn't win. But it was just like, well, I mean, what you're describing with the janitors reminds me of a video. It's a sweet video, and it's a great gesture. But the fact that somebody took the time to video it and share it and make it go viral just makes it feel Not like they're selfless. putting. Right. It was a video where some high school kids bought. I got together and bought shoes. I saw that. For a, yeah. a, I bought Jordans for a kid. Yeah, a yeah. kid who was probably retarded in some way. He wasn't, but I know what you're talking about. I thought he was. No, he was just a guy that couldn't afford Jordans. I and thought, talked was, about I thought something was mentally going. All right, we'll assume. We'll assume he was mentally retarded. It wouldn't matter if he was. And I'm using continue. retarded in the scientific way, not in a pejorative You're not way. being an asshole. Yeah. You're saying he's special needs. Yeah. Okay, handy capable. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
anyways, the fact that they did it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And the kid's crying, and he gets, he's got these shoes, and it's like, that's sweet. But they set all this up, and now it just kind of feels like he's on the spot, on display. It's almost like live theater for them. Like, oh, we're going to make the special needs kid cry because we gave him shoes, and he's going to be happy, and we're all be. It's like, how many of those guys have at one point in time in high school together negatively referred to him as a as a retard or something like yeah. that and now like oh we're gonna be cool and it's like, I shipped in five bucks bro and it's just like how much of this is legitimate and how much of it is just oh let's, let's make a video and single out the special needs kid and kind of make him feel like this awkward center of attention I'm with you it's 110%. Just weird. The it's not thing, nothing about like, what they're doing is selfless. It's it's, like, it's a me it. thing. Yeah, do it and do it uh, anonymously. Right. And if you maybe capture his reaction on video without a whole show, like everybody's standing around applauding. It's like it's this whole big production. Yeah. It's like this just feels like you did it to get on the internet. Yeah. Not on board. I'm on board with the gesture, but not. Let's take a quick commercial break. I need to uh, use the, the facility. Safe sex. Hi. Right. And we're back. And we're back. We can we can address. Sorry, I shouldn't lean back. The one thing I noticed when we lean back. On the previous two recorded in here, as the sound quality goes down, I have to like make a conscious effort to stay close. Well, I do. Yeah. Well, you have been on this one. On one of the Christmas, probably the second one, we, we got lazy. <laughs> we were leaning back a good bit. We're overweight. <laughs> These chairs are nice, you know. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked at all about Christmas. Uh, I am curious. Was the Lincoln or not Lincoln? Fuck. Was the Nixon portrait, did it ring true to be the best gift of the year? It was by far. <laughs> no, no, no exaggeration. I mean, I, you know, that's the thing. It, this was kind of like one of those, um, it was the first Christmas as a dad. That's true. And it, I, it was kind of like that. I compare it to that first Christmas when you're kind of in that in-between, where you go from like 11. Mm-hmm. To you know, eleven to twelve range, mm-hmm. and then you have that Christmas where you're like, "This shit sucks." <laughs> you know, I think everyone probably has that where you go from like, you got all the toys, the excitement yeah. of Santa, even when you know the truth. Yeah. But still, the excitement of that night, you don't sleep, and you know you're gonna wake up and you're gonna have toys. There's that age where you get, and you're like, "Man, everyone bought me shit." Or they just bought me nothing. <laughs> it's like you reach an age where Christmas just su- I remember the first Christmas where you're like, that shit sucked. <laughs> you know? And it changes. Because in the yeah. next Christmas, all the expectation that you had for all those previous years is gone. You're like, well, what shit am I going to get this year? Well, I don't but know. But the difference... Oh, let me finish. Yeah. The difference here is that I kind of felt like it was going to be like that. Where like I knew I'm not getting anything. <laughs> This is going to be like, it's going to be funny because the gifts are going to be addressed. the holidays I know. Listen to me, though. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's about the gifts. I'm just simply saying I knew that everything we got would be like, to you guys, but it's just for Vivian. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was like everything that we got for Christmas was for Vivian. And a real home run, by the way, was um, your parents' gift. That I have little, no idea what it was. Well, they got us a great 
track Adidas outfit for her. She loves it. It's cool. like loose, flow-fitting. She can move around. It's a nice hoodie. looks great. But they also got us this uh, uh, table kind of thing. It's like an interactive table. You press buttons. Mm-hmm. This is like a one, two, three, four. It's got animals. And every time you press a button, it'll be like, one, uno. Everything's in mm-hmm. English and Spanish, which I dig. Yeah. But she loves this thing. She plays it. She climbs on top of it. So that's Good. been a real home run. Um, but as an adult now, you get, like, checks. Yeah. Which is actually great. That's fine. I have, yeah. no, I have no objection to that. Yeah. We, we get checks now. And... Um, those are really cool. <laughs> with Kristen's family, two years now, and with mine, the f- for for the first year, we finally transitioned to. We don't like. We're all adults now. Like I don't need Brian to call me and ask me what fifty dollar price range gift he can get me. And do you have a fifty dollar price range idea for Kristen? It's like we we don't need to do that, man. Like I'm I'm thir- I'm almost thirty two. If there's something that I really truly want and it's less than a hundred dollars, I already got it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not writing it down. So for her family and mine, as of this year, we said let's do Secret Santa. And everybody can just get one person. We'll set the limit at a hundred bucks. You can get somebody a nicer gift than having to spread your money out across six or seven adults yeah. and doing that twenty-five to fifty range. It's like what the what the fuck do you get your mom or your dad that's thirty dollars? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we in both families we transition to Secret Santa, which is nice because then you have a slightly higher limit and there's there's less pressure. Um, and mom and dad do do money too. I mean that's just kind of what eventually happens i think they kind of took the model from probably our grandmother like at some point you just give the adults cash and call it (laughs) and then one day you disown them and you don't have to do that anymore Uh, (laughs) but you still send it to banks yeah just to banks which is always going to be the case (laughs) until Um, he's 25 or married (laughs) yeah no i can't imagine he's going to be getting checks till the dying day but uh you're it's funny the the two gifts i got that i most loved i felt this extreme guilt on one was the Nixon painting or the picture, because mm-hmm. I was like, I. What was really funny about that, and I think we we discussed it when I was like that day before the pot. I was like, you know, probably should have gotten Brent something. I probably should have <laughs> got me a bottle we, of Buchanan. Something, you know, like I, I should have. I, I just anything would because we spent a year together doing this. I was like, we've gotten closer. I mean, we were always cousins but we've gotten close and I was like I should probably get in that fucking night mm. you roll out this fucking unbelievable thoughtful <laughs> Nixon print right and I, yeah. I remember saying like I'm not going to get a better present than this and yeah. I I didn't The only, and what was funny was the only person that came close was my sister Emily mm. she we she and her and Jeff her husband stayed over at my parents place because they live in California too as you know Yeah. and they stayed over Christmas Eve night um so that we could all wake up. What was funny was that V wakes up at like six. Mm-hmm. So then we have to wake. It was just this whole thing. So, okay, just get up. We can all go back to bed in a second. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I I didn't get, I wasn't unwrapping any presents. It was the V show. Yeah. You know? And I'd gotten what? Leah one or two things, but we had mainly opened our gifts here because I didn't want to have any situation where you had to, like, pack. Yeah. So. Well, and too, when you have kids, that's when it becomes, it's their thing. Yeah, it's like, not your thing Like, somebody gives anymore. you a gift or an envelope with some cash in it, that's awesome. But it's, like, it's very much the same, especially in my mom and dad's house. It's the Adelaide and Albury show. Yeah. It's, it's like, how much shit can we stack in front of these two, and how quickly can they tear through it? Yeah, and to give you a point, like, we packed one checked bag 
we don't we never fly with check bags but because we knew this was going to be christmas we we packed a big bag and checked it we had to borrow a bag and check it yeah or we didn't check it we actually carried on but the it was just full of v toys oh watching brian's face because they drove here from florida and they have a nissan rogue it's a SUV. It's an SUV. It's a compact, Con- SUV. compact it's, SUV. It's a sub SUV. It's not huge. It's lesser. <laughs> it's like uh, you're not. You're saving money. In terms of space, it's the equivalent to the kind of Jeep I used to drive. It's yeah. on the smaller scale for SUVs. Yeah. And I'm just looking at his. It's a minivan. <laughs> no, a minivan might have helped him. Looking at I'm his kidding. face. I'm just wanting to see his face when he hears this later. <laughs> it's a minivan. I mean, well, it's, a, it's it's her car, not his. So you can shit on it all yeah. you want. He drives he drives a car. An Acura. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a shitty, <laughs> shitty like a, it's like a shitty Lexus, you know. <laughs> looking at his face. <laughs> As mom kept bringing out more and bigger packages for Miles to open yeah. from Pappy and Susu, you could just see the, where the fuck am I supposed to put this yeah. on our drive home? She got, they got them, they got Miles the little Tykes car, the classic one, orange with the yellow roof. Oh, yeah. And she's like, that's not, that's not leaving this house. <laughs> said, there's nowhere for me to put that in the car. Miles, I'll bring it down next time I come. Just, but just looking at the, he's just getting overwhelmed because the packages keep keep coming and they're getting bigger. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck? What was it supposed to do with all this? Yeah, but yeah, uh, we had, we left presents to California. To, to be perfectly honest, yeah. but I was like, we'll ship you some. What stuff. I was saying was beyond that. So I got two presents at Christmas that I experienced a great deal of uh, guilt with. The the Nixon, mm. which I'm working on. Actually, I have great ideas. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. You're, you're going to get your post Christmas gifts sporadically. Well, my birthday's gonna, in 16 days. I'm aware, but I don't think even then, with that, that timeline, I don't think it's going to work. Mm. But I have great ideas. The second one. So Christmas morning, you know, every we're opening, and I was like, just v v v v v, mm-hmm. and it was it was really cute because she's ten months old, she has no fucking idea. Yeah. And uh, then my sister hands me a gift, and I was like, oh, that's nice, and I open it, and it's just beautiful. It's this beautiful, authentic Liverpool jersey, which I'm a major fan. Right, I know. And it's. It's, it's got the raised lettering. It's just beautiful. It's an authentic jersey. I know she probably spent, I mean, on sale, at best, she spent $70 on this jersey. It's, mm. it's, it's legit. I'm going to have to lose weight to wear it. <laughs> I put it on. It's not skin tight. <laughs> I got you a large. It's not. It's a gold shirt. It's, well, she bought extra large, <laughs> but the thing about sock, uh, you know, well, yeah. football well, yeah, jerseys. They, they run smaller over it's there. It's not. An extra large in England it's is like, medium. like our medium yeah. here. So it's like... It doesn't fit great. Mm-hmm. It makes me look slim yeah. because it, you know, form-fitting almost. Yeah. But I'm, I was like, I'm keeping it. It's great. But the thing about that was I felt so bad because, look, this is going to sound so dickish. So I'm trying to <laughs> figure out how to phrase this. <laughs> but Lee, and to be fair, Leah spent exorbitant amounts of time mm. making presents for everybody. And the present was it's this book mm. of, like, the year V. From it's a picture book. She found some company online that you send them pictures. You you have to do like in this is your line of work. You have to do the layout. Yeah. Right. You do the layout. They give you the the kind of the backbone, mm-hmm. and you do the layout, and you import the pictures. You import 
the actual words yeah, they, you want to put. They on give page you the template. Page. They you give gotta, you a template. You got to fill in all but the data. But it's not easy because you have to like structure the pictures the way you want them. You yeah. have to do the verbiage the way you want it done. And it took Leah just from watching her do it many weeks to get this book made. Like yeah. I know the hard work that went into it. But when you say to someone, "Here's a book <laughs> filled with baby pictures that you've already seen," because <laughs> Facebook, yeah. like you've seen all these pictures, but we just we just took those pictures yeah. and we put them in a hard copy book, and here you go. Thank you for my Liverpool jersey that you spent seventy fucking dollars on. This book probably cost us because we bought them in bulk. This book probably cost us like out of ten. 12. We did have to check the bag, though. The bag check was 25. <laughs> the bag check was 25. But it was just like one of those things where it's like, God damn it. Brent gets me this amazing Nixon. I got nothing. Uh, here's two shots of Buchanan. It was one, but it was good. Whatever. And then I come back, and I'm like, she's got this like amazing Mo Salah, which is like my favorite player, Liverpool, authentic jersey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, I get you. Yeah. Book. Can we get her her book? <laughs> Um, <laughs> Got you a book also, with pictures of your niece. You just stay here. Is anything open Christmas Day in California? <laughs> because I just need to run out. Let me get you an Adam and Eve gift card. Something. Yeah. Wait, I'll probably, tell you what. Here's our, here's our TPTO code. Uh, you're sexually active, right? Yeah, you're married. You're married. I get it. So here's what I need you to do. Yeah. I'll save you 50% off your first Liberator. Do you know what a Liberator is? What a gift. A Liberator is kind of like, it's like a new age sex swing. Yeah. Without the swing. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. But just, you're, you are going to have to spend money. You don't need the book to go with the Liberator. The book is separate. <laughs> The book, just to be clear, <coughs> book and liberator. Keep that book they, so far away. They need to be in different rooms. Yeah, like at all times. You should probably rent a new place <laughs> just for the liberator. <laughs> just, just keep those things. But it was just like, damn it, the best two gifts I have. Sure. I'm now I'm having to deal with incredible guilt. See, I like the the switch we've done because the, like, we do Secret Santa with two families, so I've got. Kristen's asking me for someone because you kind of go through the spouse like I need a gift idea for my family I need a gift idea for your family mm-hmm. and I'm like alright well there's a coffee grinder that I'd like to have because mine's kind of worn out and I haven't bought it yet let's do that and then there was a sweater vest I'd like to have Jesus that's how sad it gets <laughs> it's like those a are coffee just, grinder and a sweater vest like, those are two it's things like, what, I'd like to have what would Bill Cosby ask for for Christmas <laughs> but the thing is it's like a coffee grinder and a sweater vest <laughs> the thing is, you know, my dad also I, freedom yeah my dad and I had this conversation <laughs> it's like you know what I really want I want to I want to um a particular brand of shutterless camera. They're like 500 bucks. I'd love to have a real camera again because as good as the pictures are on the phone, they're not as good as a true photograph. But that's the cheapest one on Amazon. It's 498. That's $400 over the limit. Too much. And you can't just and the whole rule is that you need something to open. We're not giving each other money, we're giving each other gifts. Yeah. And it has to be under $100 and sure. it's like all right. Well, uh, there's also pair of shoes I'd like to but those are 
that's over. And it's like, well, fuck, I don't know. I haven't bought that coffee grinder yet. And I have a sweater vest from this store that I got last year that I like, and it's kind of gotten worn out because I wore it so much during last winter. It'd be nice to have another one of those. Just go with that, I guess. I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. And it's like, well, do you have any other ideas so they can surprise you? I'm like, no, I don't. I literally struggled for two weeks yeah. to come up with coffee grinder and sweater vest. Yeah. I'm tapped. Um I like doing it though because you inevitably you know what's coming. Like there's no mystery. And I remember before we did Secret Santa, not to sound like someone who's unappreciative, but that's what someone says is unappreciative. <laughs> to you, to sort of echo what you said before when you this is a gift for y'all kind of mm-hmm. thing. It wasn't the girls. It was when we were still doing gifts with everyone on Kristen's side of the family and when they asked what can we get you and Brent, she wanted Kristen wanted subscriptions to those food services that mail you food. Blue yeah, Apron. Blue Apron and yeah. all. She's like, I really want as many of those as I can get. And like, you can do like a, it's like 40 bucks and you get a week. And if you buy it during Christmas, you get a free <coughs> week. So it's two weeks worth of food. For yeah, 40. but that's a fucking trap. Because the people that buy them, and I don't want to yeah. digress, but the people, like we got stuck in that where Leah signed up for the Blue Apron. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I canceled it. I got the free thing. Yeah. I got the free field. And then I canceled and then they just said, fuck your cancellation. Yeah. We're going to send you this for six months, and we're going to send you bills. Yeah, yeah. Now, that that only had to happen so many times before I looked at Chris and I was like, you are never to subscribe to anything yeah. food mail related again. Yeah. Because she'd come and be like, all right, so the account just got drafted for $50. I thought I canceled it, but I missed it by a day. Because they have a cutoff time. Yeah. If you don't well, get- listen, <laughs> that's what they do. Anyone that says we give you a 30-day trial, yeah. right? And then they – here's the thing. It's like – if you say you're going to give me a 30-day trial, give me the fucking 30-day trial. But when you say at the day one mm-hmm. of the 30-day trial, when I'm signing up, yeah. hey, what's your credit card number? I'm fucking out. Yeah. Because I know what you're doing. Yeah. Because you know the average American mm-hmm. doesn't have that kind of fucking attention span. Yeah. And they're happy because they're on day 28. Like, this shit is great. Yeah. Free. It's free. And then, oh, shit. I was supposed to cancel. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm actually kicking myself because I did Amazon Prime for the month of December, and it's free for 30 days. And and I forgot to cancel it. You're supposed to cancel it and then just redo it. Amazon is synonymous for being able to get Prime for free forever. <laughs> I know. I That's need, your fault. I need to cancel it. Fortunately, this is not Blue Apron situation. This is just on you. I know. Fortunately, I think it's monthly. They didn't hit us for the annual. So they probably. I mean, Amazon's got more money than Jesus <laughs> at this point. I, I haven't even. I thought about it yesterday. I was like, oh shit, it's been 30 days. You do realize they're gonna like the next planet they find will be named Amazon. <laughs> Anyways, point being, that particular year I had thrown out some shit I wanted. You know, I was like, I'd like to have this. Like, Tropicalia was still hard to come by. I was like, somebody could wrap a six pack of Tropicalia. I love that everywhere now. I know. I had thrown out ideas because her family's always asking, and when Christmas Day came, again I'm sound. I sound like a child uh, complaining about this. This was like three years ago. <laughs> Nobody brought anything over. Like, everybody, they, they pass out gifts, and everybody's holding one. Nobody brought anything over to me. And I'm just thinking, like, what the, that fucking piss these people off or something? <laughs> like, I put, like, and to my credit, and Kristen would say the same, like, I'm usually the one, because I have the time to do it, I'm usually the one making sure we have gifts for everybody. Because of Kristen's retail schedule and juggling the girls, if I have a spare 30 minutes in here eating lunch, I can hop on Amazon and order those headphones for Kyle and that shirt for my father-in-law or whatever. I'll take care of it. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, I made sure all y'all got some shit. And like, where's? <laughs> and when the day came and went, I, 
I'm I didn't have anything. And I was like, Kristen, what the fuck? She's like, Oh, we got we got the Blue Apron and uh, HelloFresh, and we got all those. I was like. Yeah, so I, we got food. I was like, I didn't want any of that. Yeah. No, no, I'm good with like <laughs> so McDonald's. She's like, well, I told everybody that's what we wanted. I said, that's not what we wanted. Yeah. That's what you wanted. She said, well, we got a lot of them. I'm like, oh, good. My favorite thing. <laughs> do you remember like pre, pre-marriage Christmases? Uh, that not kid. Yeah. But like adult. Yeah, roughly. Pre-marriage. Vaguely. Okay. For me, those were gift card fucking heavy. Yeah. Because if you didn't get cash, which I got cash, but a lot of people would do gift cards. Gift cards or like with my parents, maybe electronics. Like like a, as a 20-year-old, that might be the year I got one of the earlier generations of an iPod or Never something. Never got that. Not, I mean, I got gifts from my parents, but I, I wasn't electronic heavy. I just got a lot of gift cards. I got a lot. And... I got the, a lot of the guitar gold. shit back in those yeah. days too. I didn't. I wasn't that. Uh, but I got a lot of gift cards, and one of my favorite things when when I had when I was single and all my people were single, mm-hmm. guys, uh, we we'd all just find ourselves awash in fucking gift cards <laughs> to places we were never going to go. I remember one year I got a fifty dollar gift card to Red Lobster, and I was like, I don't think I've been to Red Lobster. But once I would burn that, I would burn through that thing. So uh, give me some Cheddar Bay biscuits. That's fine. They are they are good. I'm not, I'm not here. To, I'm not here to argue. To be the Red Lobster mozzarella sticks. Look, they're particularly I, good. I'm not here to argue that. I got a, I got a, I got a twenty five dollar gift card to Olive Garden. And felt like a rich man. Yeah. It was, and I definitely used that one. Yeah. But it, so it became our hol- one of my favorite holiday traditions for about five years, from like twenty two to twenty six, was. All of my guys, all my single friends would get all these gift cards because mm-hmm. we're all single dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about like one or two. Yeah. I'm talking when we would show up and get collectively together and have like 20 mm-hmm. between us. And we would do gift card poker. So we would we would take the value, <laughs> whatever dollar value of the gift cards we had, and we would equate that to poker chips. Mm-hmm. And we would put all like the it wasn't about the money mm-hmm. it was we would take our poker chip value and our card our actual gift card value and put it on the table so like we were playing and mm-hmm. remember one night where it got really fucking kind of in-depth card playing and we were it, we took it really serious it was always december 26 mm-hmm. the day after christmas and there was this big you know in poker you don't see many four-way hands where there's like four dudes in the action mm-hmm. meaning everyone's got good cards there's only ever seven of us maybe six but there was like four people in this action and i remember i raised and i'm like call 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 and i was like what the fuck and then the next card comes and i was like i'm gonna re-raise because i had a big hand and everyone calls and this it just turns out this pot was like i don't even know 600 700 worth of gift cards and I win this motherfucking thing. And I'm, I, I scrape it out, and everyone's like, I think I'm done. And one guy took his one gift card home, all he had left. <laughs> and I start counting. I was like, this is ridiculous. I had like eight Subway gift cards. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to use? And then yeah. it starts sifting through, and you're like, oh, shit. The, the gold value, the real ones were those Visa yeah. that aren't dedicated to anything. Yeah. So I ended up leaving this gift. That's this, liquor I, money. I, I, yeah. I turned like my 200-some-odd dollars in gift cards sporadic. To, I mean, they were anywhere for, it was everything from a $5 iTunes card mm-hmm. to a $50 Visa card. I turned it into 900 and almost $1,000 in gift cards. And it was just like, 
glorious. And I remember thinking, like, that's Christmas. Fuck yeah. Because <laughs> at that age, you aren't getting shit. Yeah. So, like, that gift card poker was everything to me. And I remember I don't I even to, like Subway, but I'm going to eat there for free for the next week. No. Here's what I did. <laughs> I would take, the, and this is what smart people do. If you're looking at $1,000 in gift cards, you're really looking at, I don't want I, 20 meals at Subway. Mm. I took all that, and I was like, here, I have I have $80 in Subway. Mm-hmm. You're a working man. I would turn to one of these guys that was like, you know, construction. I'm not judging. <laughs> and I was like, I'll give you eighty dollars in Subway gift cards for forty dollars in cash. Done. It. Yeah. And it was just I would start turning over. So I would turn a thousand dollars in gift cards into four hundred, five hundred in cash. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. And that's what we would do every Christmas for five for five six years. I was winning all these gift cards because these dudes were terrible poker players. But it was just like. <laughs> It, it, now I look back on it, I was like, "What a magical fucking time that was!" Because now we don't give gift, we don't no gift cards come our way. Yeah, no, I. And now we're all fucking married, except for the one sad one that's still <laughs> trying to call us every December twenty sixth. Big like, only gift card poker. <laughs> like, bro, I have a kid. We didn't get any fucking gift cards. We're grown adults now. Like, time to fucking move on. Yeah, I mean, Christmas now. The girls get stuff. Like, we get a gift or two. Mom still is real. She don't want to let go of her kids being kids so like the stockings still get filled with candy and mm-hmm. socks and underwear and things you need maybe, maybe like an AMC gift card so you can go see a movie for free that sure. kind of stuff dad, I got a wallet this year in my stocking that's cool dad always put scratchers I don't wear wallets <laughs> nobody wears a wallet well, whatever it's <laughs> I don't use a wallet how about that I don't either I use a well I do I have a front pocket wallet yeah. dad always puts scratchers in everyone's stocking that's a stocking. good present we always do scratchers Kristen and I I think walked away with 40 bucks hey. and we took that and we pocketed some and we bought some just regular old lottery tickets and a few more scratchers and we made 20 there you again. go and that's kind of where that ended mm-hmm I think there's still some some credit out there. I don't think we've cashed those. But those are yet. fun. That's a fun gift. I know. I was like, can you imagine just picking away million dollars? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the the, the like a life changing dollar amount. The, like five grand would be cool. But the you, aunt that doesn't need mentioning on here and it doesn't matter because she'd never listen. Uh, every time she gave me money from eighteen to now, I don't. I know you've told we, me. You I, told me about breaking the. Plastic yeah. container. Well, the first I, Christmas we have with Leah, I said she was like, "What do you?" I always stop at the same shell station mm-hmm. on the way home from my grandparents' house. Yeah, and she said, "What are you doing?" This is the first time she'd ever been here for Christmas. I was like, "I'm taking my aunt's money and buying scratch offs because <laughs> I don't want her fucking money." I want to know the backstory as to why you don't like this person. I don't dislike this person. It's just this. Or dis- why you don't want their money so like, have we i'm sure we've discussed i have this. no clue i don't even know who she is like well we you can tell me that part off air well, you know what the thing is she's never going to listen it's just a it's a family member that once told an extreme lie mm. and and hurt me deeply okay said that i at, at 16 i was getting a blow job at eight o'clock in the morning You're like fuck i wish at the lake house <laughs> and it turned out to ruin this vacation it was the first time i'd ever taken a girlfriend every anywhere where you getting a blowjob? No, it was seven thirty in the morning. I didn't realize that was a thing. At sixteen, I would have definitely done it. I was gonna say I would have done would it. Would you have liked? Of it? course. <laughs> but I'm sixteen on a waterbed downstairs yeah. at, at a lake, and everyone's awake. It's a house full of adults and children. In fact, the person that owned the house was 
literally f- 10 feet away from me baiting the hook lines we were about to go fishing with at 7.30 in the morning. That would have taken extreme balls yeah. at 16 to be like, hey, oh. I know that you can literally hear the cacophony of noise of children yeah. and adults making breakfast in the house. And even though there's no locks on any of these doors and my mom is super fucking reticent that you're down here. Yeah. And she's also kind of a, a crazy person right now because you're my first girlfriend and yeah. she's doing the whole like, ah, yeah. why don't you suck my dick real quick? <laughs> don't worry about anybody walking in. I'm 16. It won't take It's a waterbed. I think we should be doing this. <laughs> you're supposed to do oral in a waterbed. So anyways, That's the rule. it didn't fucking happen, but this vindictive relation mm-hmm. who was having a bad time in her life. Someone's someone's sister? You, you Anyways, goes upstairs and tells <laughs> my particulars that I'm down there getting a fucking Lewinsky at 6.30, in the, 7 o'clock in the morning yeah. and it just, it just fucking queers the entire vacation. It just fuck Everything after that was like done. It mm-hmm. just... Just, just ruined it. Just ruined it all. So now, two things. One, after that, I was like, "You're gonna suck my dick everywhere. We're gonna get on the jet ski. You're gonna suck my dick. We're gonna go down to the pontoon boat tonight. You're gonna suck my dick. We're gonna go to the top of the second deck tonight, and you know, dance and be romantic. Then you're gonna suck my dick. Then we're gonna go back up to the house. Yeah. Everyone already thinks you did. Yeah, you may as well, dude. I got so many blowjobs over that next five days. It was the height of my blowjob career. It was just. Yeah. Blowjob after blowjob, because well, I wasn't doing the sex thing yet, so yeah. it was just constant. But after that, it was like, you know, it's just one of those things you're like, you, you should forgive. And I was like, I do forgive, mm. but I don't, I don't forget. <laughs> so, like, every time I ever got, like, any I mean, gift, this was a lifetime ago. Yeah, but it's like, you know, a lifetime is one thing, but it's yeah. like, that's kind of a calculated thing yeah. for you to attack a family member that's 16 Yeah, when you're a grown person. And why make it up? What's the, what's what's yeah, what's, in what's it your for end you? game and yeah. and it's just a whole thing like yeah so I to this day it's just kind of like she you get money from this person on, on holidays or, or birthdays or whatever and I'm like thanks and I don't want it I don't want that money in my fucking wallet I don't want that fuck <laughs> I don't want to spend it on booze I didn't want to yeah. spend it on real things so every holiday mm-hmm. I would get this money. And I would just take it immediately to the same Shell station right. on the way home yeah. and just buy lottery tickets. And I never won, didn't give a shit, just wanted the money out of my wallet. You made money once, you told me. Well, here's the thing. So that was the first the first year mm-hmm. Leah. I yeah. stopped in. She said, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to spend this. I, I told her the story. <laughs> and then we go in, we buy it. By I, the way, when I get back, you have to suck my dick. Yeah, I have to suck my dick. It's a long story. <laughs> it's long. I know you suck my dick on the way here, but it's like a whole thing. I get a, two a day. Two a day. So I uh, I bought a twenty dollars scratch off and one hundred dollars. Yeah. Now I have another rule about lottery scratch offs. I never play at the same gas station. I'll cash it, mm. but I don't buy another ticket at the same station. So we won the hundred dollars. So we're up eighty. Mm. Twenty twenty to one hundred. We're up eighty. We leave. We go down to this QT about several miles down the road. I take the twenty the one hundred dollar winner and I cash that in and buy another. Uh, twenty dollar ticket. Right. So now we're at forty. Win another hundred. So we, and that we we were done there. We weren't yeah. going to extend it. So I turned forty into one sixty. That's a win. Yeah. And I was like, vin- vindicated. I was like, this is why I've been doing this every year. <laughs> it probably only balances out. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I mean, in reality, your your true reward was back to back blowjobs for five days straight. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. if anything, you might consider thanking this person. I should. Because had that not happened, 
that might have been a blowjobless trip for you. It had been up to that point. So, so when the fictitious one happened, yeah. it led to lots of not fictitious ones. If, if anything, not only forgive, but thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I should, you know what? It's time. You're right. It's you know, time. And, you hear, and here's how you do it. At the next big family gathering, <laughs> you let them know. I just want everyone to know that I've been holding your... <laughs> Story. And <laughs> Look, reason, I know that you were really unhappy <laughs> in that time in your life. And I know for whatever reason, you thought I was getting a blowjob, and I wasn't. But here's the beauty of the rest of that trip. Because it was all out in the open, I got more blowjobs than I could remember for the rest of that trip. Last thing I'll say about this. <laughs> I Here's the part that bothered me the most about it. Mm-hmm. There, it, it was kind of like if she had walked in. She, and here's the thing: she did walk. She had to walk through the waterbed room mm-hmm. to get to the downstairs bathroom. Yeah, I was covered up mm-hmm. in bed. The girlfriend was sitting on the end of the bed doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally nothing happening. Yeah, and you know this show. I would tell you if there was something <laughs> happening. Yeah, she walks through. I was like, "Good morning." The girlfriend said, "Good morning." She said, "Good morning." Mm-hmm. A very placid. Nothingness, innocuous. Mm, there's dick breath in the air. I can just she, tell. She comes out of the bathroom, mm-hmm. walks right past through. We said we'll be up in a second. That's it. Mm-hmm. That somewhere in that time frame of her saying good morning to me mm-hmm. and the girlfriend and pissing, I assume, <laughs> and then coming back out of There's the bathroom. Like a hot shit. I'm gonna use the bathroom near. Maybe it was a hot. <laughs> maybe it was a hot shit. I don't know. After her hot shit, she yeah. came out. We did the whole be up in a second. She's like, okay. She. In that fucking moment, she mm. decided to make this fantastic lie yeah. that just didn't serve so any she, purpose. She didn't do it in a way like, I think Austin's getting a blowjob down no. there. Like, like she went upstairs like, tongue-in-cheek. She went upstairs with a mission mm. to wreck a vacation, to, make, to bring things down to her unhappy level. Mm. That's what it was. She wanted to bring it down to her level <laughs> of unhappiness and depression. You know what I'm saying? And in doing so, I know that I'm in the wrong to say this, but I fucking fouled it for, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say forever, yeah. but it's hard to look at something that's so vindictive, so yeah. malicious, yeah. such a lie that's so malicious. It's if there, Like I said, if we had been cuddling, yeah. if I had been getting like a mild hand jibber, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If there had been any... If she had said good morning and my girlfriend turned with my dick in her mouth and done, <laughs> the world to your girl. I would understand. If there had been anything yeah. that would have moderately looked like suspicious activity, mm. we would be in a different a different state. Yeah. But the fact that there was this no, innocu- no of, yeah. innocuous meeting that turned into this malicious lie. And no amount of vacation blowjobs thereafter could ever make up. No. For Honestly, no. <laughs> Just can't. I mean, can you? I mean, I, yeah. not many people have ever been in that situation where a family member that you knew and respected and frankly loved mm-hmm. did that to you. Yeah. You you don't just. It's kind of like especially at that age, sixteen. Whether uh, you're I think getting, I was seven. I think I was seventeen. It doesn't matter. Sixteen, still seventeen, mid teens, whatever. Mid to late teens. You're 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 still kind of clunky and awkward and and, and you have no and, fucking foot to stand on. Feel because vulnerable. If and, an adult, <coughs> if an adult accuses you of something. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what else happened after that. So after, I was like, this did not happen. And after Mitchell, oh, fuck. After the person was (laughs) like, I was literally five feet away. This Mm -hmm. could not have happened. I was right there. Yeah. I would have, I mean, 
heard something. Yeah. After I had other adults defending me, and the situation mm-hmm. kind of calmed. It never really calmed. Mm-hmm. Then, so the problem was, my dad showed up a day or so later because he couldn't come up because he was for work. He was getting a blowjob. No, he probably was. <laughs> but when he got up to the to, to when he got up there for vacation to the lake house, he showed up midday. Everyone was down at the dock, so he, you know, coming off the road, mm-hmm. he pops not one but two beers and pours it into this big container leaves one of the beers out on the counter Mm -hmm. mom comes up not knowing that he just slammed two beers sees an empty beer can immediately what's been that blowjob getting son of mine yep (laughs) she accuses me and and it explodes. Yeah. She accuses me of drinking the beer. She's coming up here to the lake house, getting your dick sucked in the water bed, <laughs> drinking beers in the middle of the day like nobody's going to care. When we get back, you're going to church, and you're talking to youth Pastor Dan, yeah. and you're getting your shit together. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And my dad would be like, uh, Carrie, that, that was me. <laughs> I drank these beers. But the, that's what happened. Like it, yeah. it took what should have been a formulative, like, this is the first time I've ever brought a girlfriend to mm-hmm. one of our family vacations. This should be very innocent. And it, it was. Yeah. Until. <laughs> I don't and that until deserves an ellipsis. Because yeah. like I said, after that, it was, was just, just blow job, blow fucking job, debauchery. I, I drank beer. I opened beers. I was like, if it was like that moment in my life. I was like, if I'm going to be accused, I don't even drink. If I'm going to act, if I'm going to be impotent. <laughs> yeah. If, I'm gonna, if you're going to accuse me. Yeah. I'm going to do it because the punishment for not doing it, mm. the punishment I was receiving for doing nothing wrong yeah. was like, well, fuck, if I'm going to go through this. If I'm grounded for the next year, I'm going to get my dick sucked as many times as I day. can. Yeah. yeah, like twice, three times. While I'm chugging a beer. Yeah, I mean, we were pulling that jet ski off into like alcoves, <laughs> going up and just literally pulling the jet ski off, putting it on a sandbar, walking. 10 feet up on a fucking wooded cliff. Suck, suck, suck. Come, come, come. Drive back to the dock. I mean, it was just like, yeah. that's what we were doing. It, and she was on the same boat because she was like, I'm so uncomfortable here. I haven't yeah. done anything, and yet I'm being accused. May as well suck your dick. Yeah, it wasn't the first time. But it was just like, of course you're going to It's this. not unlike when we were at Chris, Kristen's family had sort of a reunion in their hometown of Plattsburgh, and I won't say who, but a few of the guys, some of her cousins, and then some people who have married into the family, they all went to, there's multiple lake houses rented because the family's so big, and they all broke away to go to this other lake house to get high. And I went with them, and we're kind of standing underneath this dock, and as they're passing it around, I was like, you know what, we haven't done baths for the girls yet, I'm going to turn into a, a, a just a lazy pile of shit mm-hmm. if I do this. I'm out. I'll stand here while you guys smoke, but I need to help with bath. I need to be a responsible dad and not get stoned at 7 o'clock in the afternoon sure. in New York. And as as they're wrapping up, I'm just standing there with them, and I legitimately did not do it, at least that time. And my mother-in-law comes and sta- like leans over the dock. Hey, what are you guys doing? And like it's just, just pot smoke everywhere. There's no getting away from what we're doing. Sure. And she just kind of like awkwardly turned around and walked away. And when we get back to the main house where everybody's at, they're all looking at us. And I remember thinking, Jesus, if I was stoned, I would be hyper paranoid right now <laughs> because I'm not. And they're all they're all looking at me like I'm high as a kite. Sure. And there's no getting out of it. It's like I should have just done it at this point. Yeah. Like they all think I did. 
Exactly. <laughs> not that any of them care. Half the adults, half of my father-in-law's siblings get high on a regular basis. Probably their weed. But mm-hmm. simil- similarly, it's like everyone thinks I smoked pot, and I definitely didn't. Right. But Such is the way. That's a good uh, 44. It's a good first of the year. Yeah, and we'll save some stories. I got some Disneyland stories. Yeah, we'll get into more for, for 45. Disneyland is pretty crazy. Well, save it for save it for the next one. No, nah, I'm just saying. Because you've, you've got a Shabbat dinner to get to. I do have a Shabbat dinner. We're not Jewish, but this is what we do now. <laughs> yeah. You've been. I've been. You didn't like the pork. Or the, 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 I didn't know it at the time, but you didn't I'm like I'm not the a pot roast, pot roast fan. Guy. And, like, when I do, like, there's just certain, like, winter and fall meals, stick to your ribs, hearty stuff, where I'm like, it's just lacking in certain areas. Like... When we when someone's like, hey, we did a pot pie, I'm like, eh. pot pie to me, it needs a little bit of cheddar, it needs some tomato, it needs some acid, it needs some salt. Hmm. The tomato, peas and carrots and potato chunks and bland chicken in a pie crust with the, whatever the creamy shit is, it's like it's just not enough. It doesn't excite. I don't me. think you've ever had a really good pot pie. I've had some decent ones. The ones I like are like the Marie Claire ones you put in the oven that have. You like flaky crust? I like flaky mm. crust. I like. I'm the, different. I, I like, like a biscuit. I don't like that. Yeah, I love. I it. like the ones that Marie Claire's do, where it's like we've introduced broccoli and cheddar. We've introduced some other outside. The, like they they do one that's like parmesan and mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I like. I need something more than the basics. And Sidebar: M and P bought a bunch of Tim Tams for Christmas <laughs> for Leah. <laughs> I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. We and we. I, I was funny enough. I was at the Claremont the day after Christmas. Story for the next episode. I am aware. <laughs> you wouldn't take pictures. <laughs> um, but I, we need to send M and P his care package. We're gonna do that. The only other thing I was gonna say about food when it comes to pot roast. My friend in elementary school, his mom did this red wine and honey slow cooker roast. Mm-hmm. I don't know the recipe. I don't know what went into it. I know that they called it red wine and honey because those were the two main things. Mm-hmm. Delicious, succulent, just flavor explosion in your mouth with every bite. Just put to shame any and all pot roasts in the history of pot roasts as far as I'm concerned. Because the standard is slow cook, whatever, cut of meat, carrots, potatoes. And then there's a gravy that you can make out of all the juice in the bottom. And that's what my in-laws do. That's a version of what my mom has done in the past. And it's just never wowed me. It's like stringy meat. I'm just not into it. Interesting. But when you have the acidity of red wine, the sweetness of honey, and what other herbs and spices went into it, and they did some sort of oddball vegetables. Why don't we try to figure this out? Oh. I have a slow cooker. We can do red wine and honey. I have a honey. slow cooker. There are red wine and honey recipes online. I don't know if they're the one. That's it's got to be something else, though. But it's just, you know, when when somebody puts pyros in front of me, my impulse is like, do you have any barbecue sauce? Do you have any <laughs> butter? Do you have anything I can drag this through? I, at least I provided you the sauces. You had some sauces to put on there. <laughs> and I'm not really shitting on yours. I don't remember the one. <laughs> you had the Heinz 57. That's true. And that, that makes a difference. And I'm not shitting on my father-in-law's, but even he will add butter to it. I've watched him make the pot roast and the carrots and the potatoes and then put butter on everything. And I just always think, why don't you put it in the pot? <laughs> you could introduce the buttery flavor to everything <laughs> in one go <laughs> instead of doing it after the fact. <laughs> Anyways. Ah, that's been a nice 44. WFUCK. The Bang! 
Five 2019. 2019. We've got lots of new bands coming out, but we're going to do a classic old one here. Here's Nickel. Oh, we're doing Marilyn Manson. <laughs> All right, the we're doing for people. We're doing Marilyn Manson. for people. We switched demos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're in a new market. Yeah, we're we're uh, promoting to the Airheads crowd. Damn it, <laughs> we should we watch away from, we got We should, and we got away from our uh, jug- Juggalos. We got to get back to that. We'll revisit Juggalos in 2019. All right, all right. See you guys next week. Sorry we missed last week. We'll, Safe sex. We'll talk about that in the intro. Holla.